Gentlemen, we're live. Are we really? So you're the opening voice? Is that what it is moving forward? Did you just hire yourself walking around restaurants, bumping into women, pissing them off? Oh. What a pavement. He caught, he caught beef last night with the beer garden. I apologize. He beef. To, to the lady that David bumped into, on behalf of uh, our entire crew, we apologize. David, <laughs> David sometimes does tend to do that, but it is what it is. Anyways, how you feeling? I feel great. I'm glad yes. we're doing this today. Afternoon. So, we just decided on doing this literally a few minutes ago, 45 yeah. minutes ago. And uh, I know we've had it up, but it wasn't yeah, agreed like 15 upon. 15 minutes ago. 15 yeah. minutes ago. You're right. Yeah, 15 minutes ago. So people are already saying, Viva LPBD, thank you, five bucks. You didn't talk about Pandora Papers in China clapping, clamping down on Internet's last podcast. Uh, we will get right into that. We have a few different things that we're going to cover. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some of the stories that we have that we're interested in talking about. And we may do one fun topic, okay? Uh, Just I, I, one? Pat? We may do one, which would be what would be, Guys, your, what would be your superpower and why? We Ooh. may talk about that. I think okay. some people would uh, want to know yours. Mine specifically. I want to know yours, Adam, big time. Yeah. I want to know what love is. I want to know, know what love is. <laughs> and Thank I know. And I know. <laughs> Me and Gerard on cue. Duet. <laughs> By the way, you guys yeah. were like this. Yeah. That's well, legit. Yeah. <laughs> when, we, uh, when we lived in Skokie, Illinois, we were part of a barbershop quartet. I can and, see uh, that. We were yeah. doing that. I can yeah. totally Shout see that. Shout out to Chaz totally Balls and Terry. So, so <laughs> by the way, uh, can you grab uh, Adam's uh, latest uh, edition of Playboy he had on his desk? <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk to If you have it, just oh, grab yeah. it. Oh, if you got it, just grab it. So we'll talk about that. Bitcoin price is apparently $55,000 today. Oh. It's really not stopping. Oof. Donald Trump dropped off Forbes' list of wealthiest Americans for the first time in 25 years. Maybe Danielle is right. You know, Danielle last time said Trump's never been a billionaire before. But anyways, we'll cover that. Uh, Biden doesn't warns, believe that he was not a billionaire. Of course he's a billionaire. Biden warns meteor headed to crash into U.S. economy and debt struggle. Folks, if your English is not your first language, he's not saying a meteor is headed to Earth because I thought that's what he was talking about at first, meaning the economy is about to take a massive hit hmm. if we don't extend uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the $3.5 trillion they're talking about. Saki won't say whether Hunter Biden has divested from Chinese private equity firm. Can you imagine? You can't answer a simple question like that. Trump says he knows what would happen if faces DeSantis in 2024 presidential primary. I talked about this last he week did. when yep. I said this will be a problem. Literally a day and a half later, he answered. So maybe he listened to the podcast and said, I would. And I'm going to read it here in a minute. But go ahead, George. Are you going to say something? No, 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 yeah. no. I was like, okay. it, he, the GOP has a Donald Trump problem now. Um, GOP has a Donald Trump problem. What do you mean? How about now? we start with that? How about we start with that? How about we start? What do you with mean that? now? I don't think it. I, the, now the GOP has a Donald Trump problem, as opposed sure. to what's been going on. Yeah. What do you mean? What's different now? What do you mean? What's different now? You guys I'm just gonna, to understand. You're not I, even waiting today. You're going to go out of right off the bat. No, go I, ahead. no, no. I, 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 I didn't understand what you said. Take him out. You mean the GOP has a Donald Trump problem yes. now? Yes. Like I, something's new today with Donald Trump? But do you know what he's saying? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, he's saying like you're going to have to go through him, meaning he's not backing down. Right. So This it, is that's obvious. And they have nothing to gain from it. See, yeah. they were never going to win. They, there was nobody that they had that was a candidate that was going to carry the election against Hillary Clinton. So Donald Trump was a necessary evil for the GOP. So how about we just say what he said? This is a Fox News story. Trump says he knows what would happen if he faces DeSantis in 2024 election primaries. Mm -hmm. Less than a week before he returns to the state that kicks off the race for the White House, former President Trump is, says in a new interview that if he runs for president, again, most other Repub Republicans would drop out. But if Governor DeSantis also makes a bid for 2024 GOP nomination, Trump emphasized, I would beat him. 
He would. Trump remains the overwhelming front runner in all the extremely early po- polls in 2024. But in hypothetical question, with Trump not on the ballot, DeSantis <clears throat> and former Vice President Mike Pence topped the large field of potential contenders in the survey. DeSantis pushed back against 2024 speculation last week, telling Fox News host John Hannity, I'm not considering anything beyond doing my job. So Trump is already saying, I would beat DeSantis. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody in the GOP, somebody needs to get in there and just figure it out before it gets on camera. Yep. Somebody needs to get in and say, I don't care if it's rock, paper, scissors. I don't care if it's red light, green light. I don't care if it's flip a coin. You, we can't have these guys go out there. Let me ask you, what would Ron DeSantis do to Joe Biden in a debate? Would it, would it be the biggest massacre in the history of debates? Would it, would it be uh, the, uh, the, the rhetorical equivalent of an early Mike Tyson knockout? Joe would call in sick three times the, in 2023. The, the, he would, Joe Biden would want none of Ron DeSantis, and Joe Biden beat Trump in one of the debates. So I, I, I think Donald Trump, that's a lot of bluster. I think Donald Trump... He was a phenomenon. There's nobody that can argue what MAGA was and, and, and the, you know what it created and how he mirrored a lot of what the Democrats did to generate this cult of personality. I mean, basically, he mirrored the Obama campaign. Not, not, the, not the policies and ideology, obviously, but the cult of personality. and, and the, the I think this is, a, this is a different question. So C. Johnson just gave four, 499. Appreciate you, buddy. And this is uh, uh, John, uh, Ron DeSantis. He said, Dos Santos. Ron DeSantis won run against Trump. His time frame, his time will come in 2028. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. That makes sense. Okay, here's a question. Odds. Odds. Mm-hmm. What are the chances DeSantis runs 2023-2024? Chances he runs. 50-50. Um, I think Trump owns the GOP. I don't think... I think we're doing... I think we are knighting Ron DeSantis like he's some presidential candidate. Bro, do you need a calculator? Before, he's just a, before, ever, I'm going to say what I want to say here, gentlemen. What's your percentage, buddy? I don't think he's running. Okay, I think cool. Trump, That's okay. I so think zero. Trump, uh, it's not zero because like, I would say less than 10%. Okay, I think cool. Trump owns the GOP and we're... I, Trump, DeSantis has done nothing on the national stage yet. That's not right. Yet. That's not true, though. He's obviously done a great job in Florida. In Florida, got Gerard to move here. Did a great job getting Gerard. Keep your friends in Jersey. Um, but he doesn't want Democrats in his state. I just don't want. By the way, most people agree with you. Most people here are saying he's not running. The only yeah. person that's a seventy-five percent chance is Betu John Kokuiba. Yeah, seventy-five percent. Can't trust that. Beto. Guy. Emmanuel anyway, Rios says eighty percent. He's running. Phil, what do you think? I don't think he's running. Okay, I don't think he's running. I mean, I think, but I do think Trump. We'll poke that bear nonstop where, in my opinion, DeSantis, you know, he could always change his mind and say, you know what, like, I'm, I'm not going to back down from this. I, I, I will go toe-to-toe with you. But uh, I do look at DeSantis as, a, you know, a competitive person. That, but the difference is, is that he can be competitive while showing more discipline than Trump can during a debate. I would, my confidence would be with DeSantis during a debate because his disciplinary you know, his aura when it comes to discipline, when, whereas Trump, he should have just steamrolled through this sure. and he just didn't because he got distracted and decided to just, you know, talk shit. If Ron DeSantis does not run in 2024, it will be the biggest mistake of his life. It'll be the biggest mistake the GOP ever made not headlining and front running Ron DeSantis. 
Uh, you have a guy who is answering Joe Biden on, on a nightly basis, is calling out Jen Psaki on a nightly basis. Although he's running a state, he is having national conversations on a nightly basis, and he's being proven right over and over and over again. The Dems are down, and Donald Trump is going to rally the other people's base in a way that Ron DeSantis won't. The crazies that came out against Trump won't come out against Ron DeSantis. Agreed. He won't activate them. Trump will. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I lived through it with Chris Christie. I lived through it. If Christie ran, all right, on a national level, when he was in his first term, he was a superstar. He was a hero. He couldn't do anything wrong. He had worked across the aisle. He had worked with Cory Booker. He had saved Newark. He brought Zuckerberg and Facebook into, into Jersey. And then his second term was a nightmare. It was a disaster. And his career has by, by the never way, I recovered. I cannot tell you how much I agree with Gerard. Be, be, there, there's, there's so much value in what Gerard, you, you, you just said right now. Because this whole thing about running is about timing. Mm -hmm. And he's got mm -hmm. everything on his side right now if he ran today. Who knows what's going to happen four years from now? That's a very good point you're making, yeah, George. Great hand. argument. But why burden would you hand. run when you know you're not beating Trump? There's no chance But he just said it. Like You're not activating the people that are just like, well, I don't care about policies. I'm just going to vote against Trump. Art of the deal. Donald, here's the deal. You only got four years anyway. Let's make a deal. You've got kids that they, they want. You want to be in the You want to be in the room. You want to be in the meetings. We need you out there. We need you as a cheerleader. We need you as a cheerleader for Ron. And the idea is, Don, do you can't possibly believe the words that are coming happen. out of your mouth you right now. Dude, they, There's no way you believe what you're saying right now, Ma Gerard. Naga, you see, you see freaking Trump Naga has an rallying date. for Ron DeSantis? Naga has an Trump cares date. about one person and one person only, and that's himself. But he's, and that's fine. I, I don't think but that's he ain't true. fucking on the DeSantis I don't think that's true. You're wrong. Whatever you're about to say right now is wrong. I think he cares about the Trump name. I think he cares about the Trump name. and As long as his name's in front of it. I think the GOP could make a legacy play to Donald Trump. I think they can make a legacy play. I think you're wrong, but I respect your opinion for being wrong. Fair enough. And I'm telling you, if Ron DeSantis, if DeSantis is listening to this, and you're going to be talked into waiting your uh, turn, do not I wait your Trump turn. I think Trump would be interested if Ron DeSantis changes his name to Don DeSantis. <laughs> That's the only way that Don Trump is going to give two shits about DeSantis. Know, yeah, let, let me... Let's go. So, so, okay, go there. Go there. Who's the only person Trump's going to listen to to have that conversation with him and sell him on it? The only person? Only person. Mm. Who? Who's he going to listen There's to? There's nobody. Millie? Mattis? His nobody. wife? His Zero. kids? I think, Zero. I think you'd, have, you'd have to get to Ivanka and Don Jr. and you'd have to get to them and, and, and they, they would have to talk they to them. That, that, that would be the, the ultimate sign of disloyalty if they did and their family does not work. I really don't think and it would. Neither one of them will. You're trading four more years have for 40 more years. Have you looked at Jr.'s Instagram? Every other message right, is about right. Trump 2024. Right. There's no way in the they, world. You're they asking, make, you're asking they make a ton of money, Yeah, man. but you're asking Donald they Trump to fall on donations. They make a ton of money off of merch. Here's my opinion. If he's already a billionaire, he doesn't give a shit. There's a Deal to be made. Other than the the good job, let me just let me just talk some sense for a second. I know that um, you know we're we're getting heated with some rhetoric here. Mm -hmm. Other than the good job, uh, DeSantis has done over the last eighteen months. Why would Donald Trump care about DeSantis at all? Point B to that: Donald Trump wants himself to be there in twenty twenty four, and then on a way lesser level, sure. he wants another Trump to be there after that. I agree with the second. So part. he doesn't care. About a DeSantis, a Pence, do you a think, Nikki Haley. He wants guys, himself there in 24. Do you guys think Donald and you know Trump that's it. actually liked being president of the United States? 
He liked the title of it. Yes. But, okay. He didn't like doing the you, job day in and day out. No. He actually liked the job. He liked it so much that he will run again like in 2024. Got, you think he's got unfinished business and he just, he loves, he is a showman. He does not he like losing to, no. and he wants to win. I think there's a deal to be made, man. No, I really we're going to win so much that you're going to get sick of winning. And he got sick of winning. Yeah. And he lost and now he wants to win the again. The guy needs a show every night on TV. The guy needs a show every night. He, 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 needs, he needs to be on in between Tucker and Hannity every night. He'd pull well, first of all, he'd pull a six rating every freaking night. He'd make more money than anybody in the history. You mean of to tell me you, you think he'd have more viewers than Don Lemon? <laughs> like Did you what? see the numbers like that just minute? came in? <laughs> By the way, Rachel Maddow just got a thirty million dollar deal. Kai, can you pull that up? Rachel Maddow from MSNBC got a thirty million dollar deal. Well, uh, inside a massive MSNBC deal paying Maddow to work less. $30 million annually while ending her show next year and giving their top star a more flexible schedule than ever before. That's Can you imagine? That's a progressive dream right there. 30, yeah, 30 million, million a year in load management. Rachel Maddow, <laughs> the load capitalist, management. makes load 30 management. a year. Like the capitalist. By the way, that, that thing you, you sent me, the text yeah. you sent me, does Kai have that? It should be. It's in the, it's in Kai, the thread. Do you With have that to show the ratings, the different stats? If you got that, pull that up to talk about who's doing what. That is crazy. She got a $30 million $30 deal. Million. Yeah, and you From, should see uh, the views, by the way, like how many views they're getting versus others for her to get a $30 million contract. So how often do you listen to her? From each their capacity to Twice each their necessity. Day. No, but do you ever listen to <laughs> her or no? Start my day and end my day with Rachel Maddow. <laughs> you don't? I, uh, I don't listen to her that often, but I, I, I'll f- like, I, do, I only do YouTube now. That's yeah. all I do. Yeah. I haven't had a TV in two years. Times are tough, bro. I had to cut the cord and uh, save that money. <laughs> but since I moved to Dallas and I lived in that uh, beautiful apartment you recommended, I've only watched YouTube. So I watch a lot of clips, whether it's Tucker, whether it's Rachel Maddow. Who's that beauty? Is that the cover? Of is that? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. CNN spent nearly 80% of September under 1 million viewers. Seriously? Yowzers. What the? Liberal Network saw a 41% drop from September 2020. Uh, on, new and cycle. That, and that's with the them new cycle on in has every hardly slowed down airport in since America. President Joe Biden took office, but CNN doesn't appear to be reaping the benefits. CNN has a dismal September fallen nearly one million viewers on any of its program of its programs for twenty three out of thirty days in a <clears> month, <throat> equating to a staggering seventy seven percent. Last September, the final weeks of twenty twenty elections, CNN averaged nine hundred fifty thousand tw- total day viewers. This September, network averaged five fifty seven. Primetime viewership has virtually cut in half during the same time from 1.5 million to 770,000. But but show the one that uh, Gerard has. Show the one that Gerard has. Can we see the most watched programs? Or That's yeah, the yeah. one I want. Okay, the one yeah, that like was to see, texted like, uh, to comparative you. Analysis. Do you have it? If you have that, pull that up. But you were saying, you listen to Rachel Maddow. Every no, no, I don't. I don't. I'll watch clips. And she's certainly the... Um, the front runner over at MSNBC. It's not... So what's their lineup that... Um, you got Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow. No, Joy's not at, at, at night, is she? Well, they, she, they have they have Lawrence O'Donnell right after her. Yeah. They've got Brian Williams, who I really like Brian Williams. Before her, they got... Um, um, I like Brian Williams. Chris Chris Hayes. All right, so check Chris this Hayes out. and, and Joy Reid yeah, before exactly. Chris Hayes. Hang on, what's Joe Reid and Lawrence O'Donnell again joined CNN's entire primetime lineup in a falling, falling below the humiliating line of one million total viewers. Joy has fewer viewers than the shows before and after her. Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper barely getting 500,000. I thought Anderson Cooper almost wow. no, no viewers, viewers under, under 55. 55. Wow. Click on it. Click on it to see it. So uh, four o'clock Cavuto one point seven million Tapper seven thirty one Wallace one point two six six. You That's got Nicole five. Wallace, used to look be at under five is Bush. the number one show out of everybody. The five's hilarious. 
It is hilarious. Shout out to Tyrus, yeah. the old pro wrestler. Yeah. Too. I do love him. Two point eight five seven five is the number one show. Five p.m. Yeah. Then it's Tapper again, six forty six. Uh, Brett Bear, Bear. one point nine six three. Bl uh, Blitzer uh, is at Oof. what five sixty seven. You see, it's six p.m. That's the new star on MSNBC. That's Ari Melber. He, he's he's a pretty corny and he yeah. tries to rap sometimes. One point one five six. He's not bad. He's a he's a smart attorney. Good. Prime time one point eight seven. Burnett six zero two. Reed. 979. Carlson, 2.601. The five is beating Carlson. Wow. Cooper, 638. Hayes, yeah. 1.214. That's Chris, right? 1.214. Mm -hmm. And then you got Hannity, 2.343. Cooper, 570. Uh, what's that one? TRMS? The Rachel Maddow Show. The Rachel Maddow Show. Okay. Uh, and then you got uh, Ingram, 1.1915. Mm -hmm. Lemon, 528. So who's the lowest out amongst everybody here? Don Lemon. On. He is the lowest amongst yeah, but everybody. Here, here's actually what you have to do because obviously on the on this three-headed monster, you have Fox News as the only thing right of but, center. Sure. Wait, wait. Stay have, on that. Stay yes. on that. Fine. Keep and then going. You have, keep going. Then, uh, can I? Can I forget? Yeah. Speak? Stay on that. And then you have CNN left of center, and then you have arguably MSNBC left of CNN. So you know what so, I would say to that? So I'm just saying you have to, comp like, they're eating into each other's market share. CNN but can I tell you something here? Teach Fine. Me something. Okay, no, 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 it's not, not teach you something. Not on the other side. Exactly Here's what, what I would it. say. Add ta Tapper and Wallace together. That's they're what I was beating my next point. Cavuto. Yes. Five is destroying, right? Mm -hmm. At the beat and Blitzer, Bear is still beating those two combined. Yes. Reed and Burnett is losing to primetime. Hayes and Cooper is getting destroyed by Carlson. Uh, Rachel Maddow and Cooper are getting destroyed by Hannity. Mm -hmm. Lastward and Lamont are still losing to Ingram. Williams and Lemon, the only person, the only one that's beating the other it's side 4 PM. is Tapper and Wallace combined. Yeah. So if you combine the two. Yeah. So even so if you say there's the top three political shows, MSNBC, mm -hmm. CNN, and Fox, Fox single-handedly is still beating the yeah. other guys, if you think about it. So the what shows. does that mean in the big picture of things? I think there still means 46% are going to vote Republican. 40, no, 44% is going to do Republican. Four, yeah. 42 is going to do Republican. 44 is going to do Democrat, whatever the number nah. is. 12% in the middle. 3 is going to do this. I think I, you're really dealing with 10 or 12% so of America. So nothing's changing. I disagree with that completely. I think that what this tells you is that the future is completely and totally up for grabs. I think that this oh, is... I, I agree yeah, with yeah, that. This I is agree a, with that. As because as, there's yeah. nobody... Now, how many... I would love to know what the average person at 9 o'clock... Mm -hmm. Is doing as far under, as age, yeah, is doing under 25 years old, yeah. I, what I are they know, watching? Who are they know, watching? If anyone under 35 years old is watching any of this, yeah, any of yep. this, because if you're if you're 18 to 30, you're watching YouTube, yeah, you're absolutely. not even on this crap, TikTok, well, YouTube. Listen, yep. the, the, you got to realize all those numbers are great. Rogan destroys them, yep, Russell Brand destroys them. I mean, you can go so many different shows that are mm -hmm. podcasts that are doing stuff that are killing these guys, yeah, but Rachel Maddow makes 30 a year, okay. Mm -hmm. 30, 30 year and what does Rogan do? Rogan gets a hundred million dollar contract with uh, Spotify. Right? With uh, yep. Spotify. I had, a, uh, I, had a, I had a video on TikTok get two million views uh, yesterday and it get taken down today. Well, no. that seems to be pretty normal <laughs> for you. Why are you surprised that your I'm stuff not. gets taken down at this point? Not. You're just seriously. Got two, for, I'm, I'm just happy you got two million views. You're glutton for punishment. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got the S&M thing later. going on. See you later, buddy. I oh, see you had the whistleblower just go, oh. Yeah. oh that's what it was. Yep. It was nah. He was like, nah. Nah. That was fun, wasn't see it? See you later. Boom. Anyway. Done. Somebody asked a question here. Let's let's process this. Somebody gave $50 and asked a good question here. So flat rate inspection. I'm a solo, a solo entrepreneur, $400,000 year income as a home inspector and a single dad. Home inspector, single dad. Okay. 
Nine to one, the odds of being a single mom versus single dad. For really? every one single dad, there's nine single moms. Just wow. so you know, this is not common. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question is simple. Do you think it is easier to be a man and a father today or a man and a father 50 years ago? Technology considered. What do you think? Asking bunch of guys who have no kids. George, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet here. Like, oh, fucking. <laughs> I, well, think it's, I think it's easier today. Why do you think? I think um, if you were a single dad back in the day, well, are you making money or not making money? Because obviously money will help any situation. His question was single okay. dad and... He's making money. Yeah. Right? It's a single okay. dad working. You right. Know, yeah. Things, everything is a lot easier today because, uh-huh. all right, my kid's hungry. All right, just get the Pampers, order them. I don't have to run out of the house, worry, put them in the car seat. Everything's just at the tip of your finger. Sure. You can order, you can order, you can order. You can order a nanny online just to come in and help you. Yeah. So if you've got money, things are a lot. My, one of my best friends is a single dad. He's, the, he's, a, he's, he's that guy. What do you said? The 10%. And he's not, life ain't that hard for him. I mean, it's, he's, he's raised his daughter. He's, she's doing great. Is he a money guy? He's got money? doing okay he's like not 400k type of a guy like uh he's no but he's he's all right but obviously if you're making 400k which is right at the tax threshold that biden's looking for you're doing all right um but when you say raising kids so when you say raising kids we're talking about like not just the convenience of pampers mm-hmm. and food we're talking about like instilling values and shit so like i definitely believe that like back in the day mm-hmm. it would it would be as far as easier yeah, you could say today, but there's a lot of people that are just like, here's the iPad, son, go go play. That's true. Mm. So there's that easiness, but does that help the kids? So now we're in a different question. Very good question. Mm-hmm. You know? Very, so, very good yeah, question. So for me, yeah. it's like, okay, um, you know, I was, you know, I've been married, right? So I helped raise another man's kid. He was 10 years old at the time. Would I say it, was, it would be easier today? No, hmm. because there's too much shit going on. I was definitely involved and made sure that, you know, homework, this and that, go outside, play. Those things were happening. It wasn't like, oh, go play with your iPad. But it required more of an effort of an effort back then. Yeah. But men back then actually made the effort back then. And what, taught are, their, are you saying that they're not making the effort now? What, what do kids learn from their fathers today? I don't know. What do you mean? What are you saying? That, like, the, do that they fathers even, aren't teaching their kids? What are you most saying? kids don't even know how to change a tire. I don't know how to change a tire. There you go. <laughs> but I'm saying like there's certain things that men back then, when we're saying back yeah. then, we're talking yeah. about like men had to know, like do they even teach wood shop and shit in schools and stuff? Like I, kids I think, back then had male figures that taught them mm-hmm. things. You're saying that, that men today have been emasculated to a certain extent. I'm not saying extent. emasculated. I'm saying that what are they actually physically teaching their kids? Mm-hmm. Well, physically teaching them. Because of the convenience of you saying a, like, oh, well, we can the, order food. There's a difference we can between changing tires and um, well, wood shop. I mean, that 50 years ago, that was a man. Change a tire. These well, days, just take a fucking Uber. Like, it's not, you know, it's things have changed but there's lessons, for the good but, and bad. But there's still lessons in these things of being resourcefulness. I feel you on that. So, so back in the day, I mean, we all had an uncle or a father or a grandfather that taught us certain things that made us become more resourceful. I think with, with technology... We're not as resourceful as we think. We just went through the whole Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people weren't resourceful during that time period. Mm-hmm. People kept, literally, people kept doing this. It's not working. It's not working. Yeah. It's not working. Especially for the first they hour wasted six hours of, they wasted six, they wasted six hours of their time. Back then, yeah, but you this, didn't know how to let work. Me, let me tell you, there was a meme that used to have back in the day. This thing right here, and you see a picture of 
an alarm clock, and a cell phone, a, uh, a, a, a how far you walk, yeah. a calculator, a flashlight, all, all that stuff and more is all right here. But that shit didn't matter. That, that, that stuff, like even right now, like a lot of those things that we become so accustomed to using, is it, does it really matter? First of all, you know, I interviewed this guy a couple days ago. Uh, David, what was his name? Dr. Uh, Dr. Warren Farrell. Dr. Warren Farrell. Not Will Farrell. Dr. Warren oh. Farrell. And he wrote a book called The Boy Crisis. New York Times bestselling guy. Former feminist. He was earlier, you know, uh, with the feminist founder. Former uh, feminist. Former feminist. And he says feminism has changed over the years. Uh, before it was equal opportunity for sure. men and women. Today it's I've been wrong, so men are this. So it's, so he's like, my uh, position yeah. hasn't changed. Fourth the wave. movement of feminism has changed, but my position hasn't changed on what it was back in the 60s and 70s. And he wrote this book, and some of the stuff that he talked about in his, in his speech that he gave with TEDx, we were talking, he said, at the age of nine, the suicide rate amongst boys and girls is equal at the age of nine. From 10 to 14, it doubles boys to girls, 10 to 14. 15 to 19, it's 4X. For which Boys way? to girls. 20, More boys are committing four suicide? Four times the amount of boys commit suicide than girls do. Oh. 20 to 25 is six times more boys to girls. Then he went a little bit deeper. He says, uh, so the challenge is the fact that men, boys do better when they're around their fathers than they are around their mothers. Boys need fathers more than girls need their fathers. You know, you hear sometimes mm-hmm. the whole thing where if a girl does some daddy issues, and you know when you're dating her, she's kind of looking at you as a daddy. He's talking about boys need a male figure in their lives, okay? Mm-hmm. So he talks about the benefit of a boy wrestling with his father, his dad straightening him up, you know. You know, mom, you can negotiate. And I said, but dad, you know, he deserves it. Okay, let him eat. It's okay, baby. He said, dad's going to say, no, you don't get this done. You're not going to get that, right? Certain values and principles. He said, we, the, one of the biggest problems is we don't have male teachers, is what he talked about. He said, we need more male teachers. Interesting. I couldn't agree with that more. We don't have enough male teachers and examples to challenge somebody. Like, if you think about it yourself, maybe your male teacher was one of your coaches that toughened you up. So maybe it's not a teacher. Maybe it's a coach role that plays, right? And then he went on to talk about the fact that the tax incentives changed in the 50s and 60s, where back in the days, there weren't that many single mothers. Tax incentive change where mother, women said, I don't need a man to raise a kid. I don't need a man to raise a kid. I can do it myself because I'm getting a tax incentive the, where- wow. Child tax credit child, that exactly. talking so, about yeah. left and And right then he also went a little bit deeper talking about the fact that 50, 60 years ago, you know, there was still a need for women to need uh, uh, protection and safety. So there was an element of, no, I'm not going to get a divorce. Today, the divorce rate of women filing divorce, men filing divorce is very similar. It wasn't like that before. There wasn't a lot of divorce right. taking place because it was an it was a equal exchange. Today, the exchange is not equal. Today, women don't need men because they can go make their own money. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, listen, I you want to do this? You don't want to do this? I'm okay. I'm going to go and do my own thing. You figure it out. So a lot of these dynamics have also changed in the last 50 years. So the guy asking the question, he's right. It is a different dynamic today than it was uh, before. But uh, based on what this guy was talking about, you may want to read that book, uh, The Boy Crisis, whoever is reading this. And you may want to read the book, Raising Up Boys. Those two books I would recommend to you. I read Raising Up Boys when I had my first son. Fantastic book. I don't think you talked about whether you have a daughter or a son. I think he just said the fact that he has a baby, right? Did he say a son? Uh, man, uh, uh, father. Yeah, he didn't talk about boy or girl. But by the same author that wrote Raising Up Boys mm-hmm. also wrote Raising Up Girls. Well, so Pat, it is different times today than before. You are the only one here with full-on kids. I know you yeah. said you've raised a stepson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got four kids now. Yeah, Tico's 10. 
Nine. Nine. Dylan's seven. Eight. eight. Shannon's five. And a Brooklyn's 13. And Brooklyn's zero. 13 months. She's at, what? She's 13 months. Brooklyn, I'm sorry, 13 weeks. My apologies. Like, 13 weeks. I'm like, she, 13 she's weeks. born already? Oh my God, how long what have I been here? Yeah, what just happened? The other day, Sharon, he watches videos at Forex, he raises kids at 3X. Here's my question to you. When Tico was born. Yeah. You said nine, ten years ago. Okay, social media wasn't what it was. Life has been—you you didn't have money then. At that point, you weren't crushing it ten years ago, were you? What's money? Uh, <laughs> that's such a PVD response. Well, what do you mean by money? Like you're not where you are now. You were just, you were in startup mode, right? No, thousand I mean, there's dollar, a big uh, difference thousand, between lifestyle, but I'm still at a half. Twenty ten, you were. You I'm were still doing, making money. Yeah, yeah, but you'd put everything into. No, give me, he was, give me he breakdown money. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, but he, define he, money. Like, are you saying? Okay, on a scale of one to ten, where's your money now versus where it was then? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. How, how concerned were you to, that you were going to pay? I your haven't been worried about money since May of two thousand and four. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Then thank you. There you go. My point is this: the world has changed in the last ten yeah. years. Social media, everything that's happened politically, what have you. How how has parenting changed from your first kid to your fourth kid? I don't think it's changed much for us. That's not a big enough of a, a difference in nine years. Okay. I think the difference is our era to the twenty-year-olds today, like a David yep. versus my kids. I think it's I think it's twenty years is how you gauge right. it. I don't think yep. ten years is enough to gauge a difference. So I then, that, answer the initial question: Is yeah. parenting changed? Uh, is, it years? Easy, is it easier to be a dad today? What What was the, his question uh, exactly? Is it easier I, to be a dad today versus say, fifty years ago? Is it? I'm going to tell you what. There's There's a an, an you're, aspect, like, you're going to let him answer it. It's tough to answer that question because I don't think you'd be a single father fifty years ago. Hmm. I, I think it's a different world today. But if you were, if you were fifty years ago versus today, it's probably going to be harder fifty years ago than today. The part that's going to be uh, tougher today is the way the dad decides to be an involved dad versus exactly. not an involved dad. Right. Like, mm -hmm. there's many ways you can make parenting easy today. You got a shitload of distractions. Mm -hmm. They're so easy to be a parent today, but to be a father who's leading his kids, that's a lot harder today than 50 years ago. It's a lot harder today than 50 years ago. If you want to be a true father exactly. that's leading your kids. That's right. Because 50 years ago, how did you get your porn? How did you get your porn when you were 14 years I, old? I've, I've never seen it. I'm still well, waiting listen, 40 years Some later. of your friends that got porn, it how did they get It was magazines. Okay. Yeah. It was magazines, what, for, uh, when you were 14 years old? Blushing. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. even if it was magazine, give me yeah. the most hardcore thing you ever saw in a magazine. <laughs> oh, BVD. Here we go. Hardcore? Yeah, what are you going to see? You saw it all. There's no way in the world you saw it all. 14 a, years a old. Penthouse Hustler? Penthouse Hustler no. wasn't that hardcore. Whatever they had. What, Do you know what's they, today's hardcore? Like, you know what's I didn't live in Chatsworth in 2002. Uh, well, I, I we, don't know. We why. were baptized in Chatsworth in the name of so Ron I Jeremy. I saw some stuff, right. uh, you know, but I don't know. But, uh, you can only see so much in that, in the accessibility okay. of like, like, what like, what a phone. What, I'm, what I'm trying to yeah. say is there's way more content today to psychologically mess with a kid's mind today Ooh, facts, than 50 years. Facts, facts, facts. So if you want to just be a father, have sex, have a kid, you just let them be distracted by an iPad for 18 years, you can easily do it today with mm -hmm. video games. But you ain't raising a leader. It's just a kid. It's a very, very different uh, mindset you have 100%. on the effort you got to put in. 50 years ago, people lived with their family unit more, too. So even if you were a single dad, chances were that your family unit was very, very close by. You had sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, mother, father, very, very close within that community as well. You, there, were, the, there wasn't the idea of my sister lives in... Chicago, my father lives in, in Boston, I mm -hmm. live, you know what I'm saying? Like it, the family unit was geo, geographically closer. So you'd have more of an insulated, you know, uh, 
um, you know, support system. One of the things that you have to deal with today that's very, very difficult, though, and we just saw this with the, you know, election, uh, the the education secretary, Cardona, uh, the state is trying to take over control of your kids. That's not something you had to deal with 50 years ago. You didn't have, they, they literally asked. He was at a, a, a judicial, Senate Judicial Hearing Committee, and they said, who, who is, I, I forget who the, the senator was, asked the Biden Secretary of Education, who is the primary stakeholder in a child's education? The guy wouldn't answer. One and a half million people have taken their kids out of public schools in the last year and a half because of differences in political ideologies and what they feel like is extremism being taught in public schools. And then the guy won't answer. And then the, the senator doubles down and goes, does the parent have the primary right to make decisions over a child's education? And the guy finally circles back and says, no, the state, the state has just as much of a right. This is a community issue. He won't say that the parent is the primary stakeholder in a child's education. Children, your kids, that guy's kids, are a cultural battleground now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the, this is the, the kids are battlegrounds. So, therefore, back in the day, do you think, like when we're talking about parents, you think they put up with that now? Yeah. Those parents? No, no way. No way. No. I can't see my, I can't see. You can't see your granddad or you can't, can't see your father. I can't see any teacher or any no. administrator ever in a million years telling my grandfather, you know, we have more of a say over your child's education than you do. My grandfather would have done things to that administrator that would be, you know, years in jail today. Years in jail. For sure. There's no way. There's no way that they would have even had the, the, the gall and wherewithal. You know, and this guy was a, you know, he was a, a, a local 40 iron worker. You know, he, he, he liked education, but he didn't really care. He's like, join the union with us. We don't really care. You know, like, you know, the school is school was daycare for them. You know, he, he knew all my uncles were going to join the union with him. So school was daycare. He didn't really care. But if they tried to tell him how to raise his kids, essentially, they would get his literal Irish up. And that would have been the end of that for sure. So for the education secretary to sit there for the whole world to say and see and say, not a state has more of a say than than the parents do. I mean, how do you take that? Like you said, you're the Are kid. you kidding me? Do you realize what that does to me when you say something like that? I mean, it's just pathetic to make a come. I mean, that's exactly what they want, though. They would like yeah. to be able to do that. And you as a parent have to not fall for that. Yep. You as a parent has to be involved. You as a parent has to be have to be so involved with the kid where you don't lose your kid. Too many parents are losing their kids mm-hmm. because they're not involved enough. What do, you, you, what do you mean by losing their kids? He just you're, said you're it, not, like with the iPad, with the being distracted, you're, you're, and all those things, not being participant. Okay. But they're losing your culture. So let, right? me, let me explain to you. Let me explain to you how this thing works. So I read a book years ago called Thank God It's Monday, right? And Thank God It's Monday is this guy who's a psychologist So talking about how most men in America cannot wait for it to be Monday to get the hell away from uh, the wife and the kids because they want to be away. They want to be free. They're saying thank God it's Monday rather than thank God it's Friday <laughs> because Friday the whole weekend and the kids and the babysitting stuff starts, right? right. <laughs> so he's saying he watched all this stuff with uh, marriages, what was problematic, and he said what I found out, relationships and marriages and parents that worked, they gave individual time to their kids regularly. So if you're married, you come home, you talk to your wife 10 minutes. How was your day, babe? You go to 10 minutes, one-on-one, right? Then you go to your kids. So tell me, how was your day? One-on-one. Then you find out one of them needs a little bit more time. Then you go and talk to them for 10 or 15 minutes, one-on-one. That one-on-one time takes effort. And most parents don't want to do that. That mm-hmm. one-on-one time takes effort. It's just like in sales, that one-on-one time with your client, that one-on-one time on follow-up, that one-on-one time of writing the card to them. Most people don't want to put that effort. No. So today, table, parents are losing their kids because they're not having 
that one-on-one conversation with their kids. That's right. That's why I said when the guy asks a question, he's right. It takes a lot more work and effort today than it did before because you have more things to question today as a kid. You have to be more vigilant. You have to be today. You have to be more passionately present. You have to be more passionately passionately present with your own offspring. These are your Mm. offspring. He's the one that holds your legacy. And uh, like what Pat's saying, I mean – you know, we've all seen Pat with his family and stuff, and he does a great job. You know, he's very involved. Mm-hmm. You know, but how many parents are actually doing those things? And then, like you said, it, it requires effort. You're supposed to grow them, but you're not feeding them. No, it's not, it's not easy, man. It's, listen, that's why I understand the argument today of not having a kid. I fully understand the argument today of not having a kid. When people make the argument of not having a kid, I get it. You're better off not having a kid that you're not going to put time into than having a kid and, you know, saying, I don't have time to put the time into because you're just helping out the institution more. Okay? That, that, it's, so you, don't do it then. Then you're right. I respect the person that says, like, you know, I sat down with a guy, okay, one of the most powerful CFOs in America today. He was an AIG CFO when they went to the government and raised $183 billion. Successful guy. Within five years or six years, they pay back the 183 plus $21 billion of interest. They were the first to pay back AIG. As much as people trash AIG, they paid it back. GM still hasn't paid back. They paid it back. I said, so how long have you been married? We've been married for 30-some years, 20-some years. So how many kids you guys got? We don't have any kids. Why not? My wife and I chose 30 years ago that our career is our kid. Okay? So now when a person hears that, what do they say? What a freaking moron. What a moron. Why would you make your kid? You know, it's a... Then another person will say, I would never do such a thing. Maybe not a moron. And another person may say, well, what if they actually sat down and talked about the fact that they're not going to be able to put the time into their kids that they'd like, and it's not fair for the kid. Okay, great. That's actually better processing. There is a form of processing that if you don't put into it, right? No. Look look at China today. Look at the statistic with China today. Kai, can you pull up that article I sent you that said within 45 years? Have you guys seen this thing? Yeah, like their population would be cut in half, right? Cut in half. Did you see this article? I did not, no. Yeah, I just sent it to you guys earlier yeah. today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it. Yeah. China's population could have, within the next 45 years, new study warns, China's population could have, like cut in half within the next 45 years. Researchers say previous estimates may have severely underestimated the pace of demographic demographic. Decline. Census uh, data says the birth rate was 1.3 children for each woman last year, well below the level needed to stop the population from falling, go a little lower. You said it's 2.4 is what? Is U.S. is, uh, no, 2.4 is for it to grow. To grow. 1.3. 1.7 is level off. Gotcha. 2.4, 2.3, you're growing. China's population decline may be much faster than expected. The number of people in the country having uh, within the next 45 years, the projection was based on the rate birth of 1.3. Yeah, so, but anyways, going back to the conversation we're having, mm. if you're not going to put the time in the kids, man, you know, just, you may want to skip it. It's a lot of work today. I actually yeah. have a question for Phil. As a black man, mm-hmm. um, I, I, we were talking about watching different news sources. Someone that I'll tend to watch sometimes is Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any strong feelings pro or against her or whatever, but what she, she was speaking on a panel one time, um, and I remember she was having a debate with T.I., the rapper. I think I saw that. Okay. And she said something to the effect of the biggest epidemic going on in America today, well, in the, the black community, black father, is the right? absence of the black father. Mm-hmm. And basically saying that's why she doesn't mess with feminism at all because, uh, you know, it's a breakdown of the nuclear family. And then and that it basically, and I don't know the exact number. I'm sure I'll get it wrong. But she it was like, some t- it was like 75% of uh, young black American, young, uh, African-American men are, are raised without a father. It could be less, could be more, but it was certainly more than 50%. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact number. And she read a quote by someone saying, 
uh, I had a father, I was raised with a father, and you need to have a father. And the quote was from Tupac, one of your um, um, heroes on your, uh, on your, on your um, painting. The point is this. Um, as a black man, you mm-hmm. were definitely raised with a good family. I'm sure you have some stories on this. What are your thoughts on African-Americans living without a father in their life? Well, my parents divorced when I was three. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Right. So I didn't hang out with my biological father uh, very often. It was more like, uh, you know, a handful of times here and there. Mm-hmm. Birthday and Christmas, definitely. He always made sure of those things. Okay. Um, but uh, he was kind of absent for majority of the time. And then it wasn't up until, like, I was grown that we started reestablishing a relationship. However, um, he was taken, um, he passed away seven years ago. So around that time, that was like, I felt cheated. But, you know, I was raised by my stepfather and my mom. Um, but they both worked. So they both worked a lot. So I was basically raising myself. Mm-hmm. At the age of eight, nine years old, cooking, cleaning for myself. You know, I was a, you know, shoestring key kid. I was one of those guys. Um, luckily, I didn't burn the house down. But, uh, you know, I had a lot of discipline in the house. And my mom definitely would have whooped my ass if I would have done something stupid. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, uh, being taught how to do certain things, you know, I, I did have that available. My family was high on education. One of my, step, my stepfather, he, who is still alive, he, he had other kids that were much older than I am, but he made sure that we always had a personal computer in the house. He was very interested in, you know, technology. Um, he worked as a TV engineer for a uh, NBC affiliate King five television in Seattle, Washington. So you, you had your stepfather in your life. So I had my stepfather and my father bit. was doing his thing. Yeah. You know, um, he what also, about the, the, the bigger picture for, you know, African American. You know, I, I definitely feel that it's imperative for, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. I mean, any, Family dynamic requires a mother and a father for, to raise these kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but what Candace, I believe, was saying, that the, the absentee father yeah. is creating a, a big problem for the African-American uh, community when you're talking about you just can't have women raising these kids and expect them to have exponential growth and be competitive in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, they're missing out on half of what the other kids are having, Period. So I definitely think it's imperative. And when, you know, the incarcerations of, you know, African-American males and, you know, drug addictions and these things, you know, you have to just play life with your eyes and realize, like, use common sense. I mean, how is the kid going to respond? There's only many so many success stories of a woman having a kid, you know, even in their teens or early on and and thinking like, wow, I can only I can do this by myself. No, she's going to require a ton of help. My best friend, my best, my best friend who you'll meet, um, his mom, you know, shoot, she had him when she was like 15. And the dad was not around. around. But he's one of those kids that actually, you know, had help, you know, had, you know, a lot of family around. And, um, you know, he's killing it. You know, he's, you know, executive with AWS, you know, doing very well for himself. But not every person has that story. There's not most people don't most people According don't. So it's, it's definitely well, they don't. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't even if it was, you know, let's just call it what it is. If there is another ethnicity or white folks, if, 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 if the tables were turned, it's just people. Yeah, it's just people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you take the you take the white man out of the, the kid's life. You know, you talk about like, uh, and, I, and excuse me if I say this, but like, you know, trailer park guys or this or that or, or, or white dudes that just, you know, at the end of the day, it's just people. You take the male out of the family and he's non-existent with these kids, especially for a young male. A woman can only do so much. Shout out to all the single moms right. that have sons. 
But if they could have it where those single moms could have a strong man in their life, number one, the woman definitely needs compassionate. You know, they need a man. Okay, they need a partner. But these young boys need men. They need to understand like certain things. They're missing out on they're missing out on certain <coughs> key aspects of life, in this, my opinion. This world is tough, man, and it's even tougher when you're alone, dude. And I tell you, you know, there's no doubt in my mind I would be I would have been in jail without my father. Even though we don't have a great relationship, we no doubt in my mind. But I wouldn't have been able to deal with my father if not for my mother. That I would not have been able to deal with him if not for her running interference. And if not for him, I would have been in bad, bad shape. Was was a crazy wild child. You know, if you think I hate authority now, you should have let seen me, me Let me ask 15. you a question. Let me ask you a question. So, Who would you have done better with if it was just your dad or just your mom? It wouldn't have worked either way. I would have broken my mom. If my dad wasn't there, I, my, I would have broken her. I, my, my, I would not have done the right things early enough. I wouldn't have matured early enough not to have broken her heart yeah. if my father wasn't there and if my mother wasn't there it, it would have been an unsustainable situation between me and my father it would have it would have come to a head and one of us would have had to go and and oddly enough they raised three kids they raised my, my sisters are incredibly incredibly intelligent successful people Very, like you know allison is, is a marketing executive emily's an assistant dean like they are incredibly successful you know very very brilliant women and my parents probably, and I don't realize this until I'm an adult, they, they didn't have a great relationship. They sacrificed mm -hmm. 30, 40 years of their life probably being with the person that they shouldn't have been with, specifically because they decided, like, like the CFO decided that yeah. their— They made their life about you guys. They made their life about yeah. us. They never missed a single game. They, we didn't take vacations. Our vacations were baseball trips. To you know the regionals, yeah. to soccer on yeah. the weekends, they they never they worked their asses off. My mom worked two jobs. My dad worked sixty hours a week. No vacations. Our vacations were soccer tournaments. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I gotta tell you, if you could give my father a truth serum right now, dutiful Irish man will never. He's look. This is what a man does. I I bet you he regrets it. I bet you he thinks that that he should have made more time for himself and his dreams and his passions along that way. I feel like he gave up too much of himself. I feel like my mom gave up too much of herself. They made it too much about us. And they these are incredible parents. Are you saying they made incredible the right choice? Do you, you I don't I think the lesson here is some sort of moderation that I I, I don't think they could have done any better. And especially me, I did not make it easy on them. I wish I would have made it way easier on them, right? But they did as well as they could. And on a grand scheme, in a grand scale, they, they raised a pro athlete and two incredible, incredible, you know, least successful females, right? But there's a reason me and my sisters aren't married. This was a this was a tough relationship. We saw a lot of fighting. We well, there's saw, still hope for you, buddy. You're 35 no, years old. You'll I, do okay. I, look, I understand, yeah, but, 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 right. but it's there's a reason. To okay. it. And there's a reason why this generation's not getting married. There's a reason well, people are living longer. Yeah. I think that, I think that uh, there's we a also, lot more options out there these we've days. We've seen divorce. I saw what yeah. divorce did to my uncle. I saw my uncle go go to work. I saw my uncle, my godfather, God rest his soul, work 60 hours a week living on his sister's couch while another man lived in his house with his ex-wife. That man refused to marry my aunt because as soon as they got married, my uncle would be off the hook on alimony. Yep. 
So seven years, this man, my, my uncle essentially financed another man being in his house with his wife. Not so cool. why would you want to be married? You know what I'm saying? So listen, I got a number for a therapist for you, dude. I, we're gonna I, have you call. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna set you up. Bro. All, okay. all jokes aside, yes. therapy saved my freaking I'm life. Sure so I, if anybody out there, that's not a joke. I cannot advocate for therapy as much as possible. PBD, you were raised by. You tell the story that your your parents were married. They had um, Paulette divorced, got back together, had you another divorce, left Iran, Germany. L.A. Yeah, what, uh, where would you be uh, if your parents? I, listen, stayed I agree together? with them. I pre- on 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 uh, what do you call it? If you look at a data wise, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have gotten married. They, they should have not gotten married. Imperialist, my, communist. They just should have gotten married. My mom was a beautiful. She would be a model today. Tall, attractive. She performed. You know, she was an athlete. Ping pong. She got a four year degree in a time that women didn't get a four year degree. My math comes from my mom's side. My mom really? gave me my math genetics. And then my dad, on the other side, was a man's man who was a guy that kept his word and respected and valued by everybody. Mm-hmm. But he was a romantic guy. Like, if you ask him right now, who's, what are her favorite movies? You know what he'll say? Notebook. Yeah. Anything with Natalie Wood. Anything with Hepburn. He, he likes, loves he likes the he Hallmark likes, classics. Oh, he likes Dr. Zhivago, too. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's probably watched The Graduate. I don't know how many times. He's probably wow. watched, you yeah, know. Thing for older women. He women. probably <laughs> watched. He's seventy nine. How much older can he get? You know, freaking. He's into hundred year old women. He's I mean, into I don't Queen know. Elizabeth. You know, I don't know about that. She's, she's but, but you know what? But you know Queen what? There, there, there's another part to it here, man. There's yeah. another part to it here that we're not thinking about. That I think you got to be thinking about as well. And by the way, appreciate you for opening up, man. I was. I, I felt that. Mm-hmm. I totally felt that what you were talking. I hope your parents and your sisters see this. Like I hope if you know his parents and his sister, forward this to him because he's not going to do it but mom dad whatever you guys did you guys did a good job with this guy because we love this guy but let me let me let me say this part to you that we don't give enough value to um dude we don't know which person we are in our lineage we don't know who we are meaning you look at i watched a documentary you read obama's story or kennedy's story and you see joseph kennedy has his oldest son joe and he's planning to build him to be the president and he ends up going to war and he dies as a fighter pilot and he was the guy that was supposed to be it and the kid who had back problems his entire life who was the youngest one that nobody expected and the father gave up on life after the oldest son died he was depressed for years and the guy that he least expected to be the president ends up becoming the president And then you watch the documentary, Trumpster. There is the grandfather who comes in who has restaurants and parlors and all this stuff. I think in Alaska, out of all the places, literally, I think in Alaska. And then he uh, has his son, Fred Trump, who moves to Jersey, New York. He makes his money. And then the grandfather didn't know that his grandson was one day going to be the billionaire and be the president. You don't know the sacrifice. You None of us know what the hell we're here until we die. It's going to take a long time yeah. for you to really realize your purpose. Sometimes God's using you to be the person that he's counting on for this generation to do something big with, but sometimes he's using you to breed the person that's going to end up breeding the person yep. that's going to end up breeding the person that's going to be the best president we've ever had. And the grandfather's never going to know about it. One of the chapels I want to saw in Venice they said this place took 330 years to build. The first engineer that wrote out the map and the, the wrote out the what do you call it the the plan the, the, the plan the architecture, to, yeah, plan, the architecture plan. plan. He knew what he was building. Right. His great 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 grandkid was never going to see it. Can you imagine you got a vision that you built something that you're never going to fulfill? 
We forget that sometimes we're just going to come and go, and it's okay, bro. Be patient. You're just playing a role in something much bigger that you don't know about. That maybe you, if you're lucky, if you are lucky to see yep. a part of that become a reality, whether you're being used in a big way or if you see it happening to your kid and your grandkid, I consider you the luckiest man or woman alive. But if you don't, dude, you served your purpose in a different way. Wow. You just got to do you. So yep. we don't know this kind of stuff. You know, yep. we sometimes we sit there because we tell stories like this. And I sit and talk to my dad and my dad will go and say, you know, he was in love with this one girl or he was in love. My dad's a romantic. He's a big time romantic guy. And, you know, he's, he's so I said, OK. But he says, you know, what he says to me lately, he says, but I tell you what, man, if I didn't do that, you wouldn't be here. Paul, I wouldn't be here. And look where life would have been. And, you know, I'm so glad I married your mother because I didn't even know what was taking place. And so, guys. As, as smart as an intellectual and crazy we sound and all this bullshit we talk about, who would have, we don't have a clue what they, we got to do our best with our life. Yeah, that's right. And there's a part of it that you got to rely on the man upstairs to see what his plans are. And whether you believe in God or not, there's a part of me that just kind of like, you know, you still don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. You're going to go uh, uh, to Louis Bossy and you're going to walk up and a host is going to look at you. You're going to look at her and all of a sudden you're going to talk to her. And you guys are going to exchange numbers. You're going to go to dinner with her. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like, I feel something special with this guy. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't even like the feeling I got. And you're going to break up with her. And she's going to be like, what are you doing? You have a feeling for me. Why are you doing this to yourself? Six months, 12 months, you're going to come up to me and say, Pat, can we have a cigar? We go to the house. We're up to 3 o'clock in the morning. And you say, Pat, I, I got feelings for her, but I'm scared, man. We're having that conversation. Then you marry her. Then you have a kid. Then you're 82 years old. Your son ends up running, becoming a president. And we read about him when we're dead. You don't know this kind of stuff. Mm. That's why you just got to sometimes, you know, you got to let it come to you. You got to, right. rather than sometimes we put so much effort you into force things it, happen. Instead you, of you realizing. You got to dance, man. We got to yeah. dance sometimes. We got to learn how to awesome. dance Crazy sometimes. question for yeah, you. Yeah, go awesome. for it. Staying on topic, but a little off topic. Yeah. You talked about the guy who built the, the thing and then his, his grandkids and his grandkids. And I just posted something on Instagram today and I want to open it up for everyone is, would you want to live forever? No. No. No way. No way. You would not. No. There's a lot of people that do nowadays. I have no, no desire to do that. So no. Jeff Bezos yeah. is trying to, to, yeah, to live on longevity, right? I, I think. Yeah. I, think uh, I would want to live to, pick, to piggyback on what you were saying, back real quick. I think um, the moral of the story, guys, and and everybody watching is life has no rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life has no rehearsal, so you got to live it. And, Test uh, first and, and, you, and lesson second. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you have to and you have to be courageous, and you have to know that like it's all about leaving your mark. You know, uh, one of the things that I would do when I would train for the Olympia, is uh, there was two routes that I would take. And one was just more of like a city route and one was more like the country route. I used to take the country route. Mm-hmm. People say, why? There was a, uh, a cemetery that I had to drive by every time they go to the gym. Mm, wow. And why would I go by that? Just think about that for a second. Why Symbolism would I... to, to let you know that well, you're going to be there one I'm gonna day. I'm going to be in that dirt. And every yeah. time I would drive by, i look over to the left and I'd see people celebrating. i see people mourning. i see people yeah. screaming, man. I saw it all. And at the end of the day, I used to be like, Okay, when you buried your father, Phil, what did you feel? Mm-hmm. What did you feel? You'd see his name and you'd remind yourself of who he was to you and this and that. And then you realize, like, you're going to be in there as well. Where am I going with this? I want to earn that spot, man. Mm-hmm. And I want to have someone to be like, that was Philip Gerard Heath. Gerard. And he was a bad dude. Gerard man. is your middle Gerard. name? Gerard. Oh, okay. J-E-R-R-O-D. Well, the Gerard. reason I, I reason I bring this up, uh, this weekend is going to be the two-year anniversary of my father's death. So I'm planning on like seeing my family and visiting the gravesite and 
if you think you had a bad relationship with your dad, hold my beer, buddy. Like me and my dad literally would get in fist fights. Like, pe- oh, like why, why I don't try to fight like these days? I've already been in a thousand fist fights with my father. Insane. But um, so that's sentimental. Anyway, shifting gears. But I was watching an, an interview with um, Larry King and Neil deGrasse Tyson. If you know, he's mm-hmm. like the famous astrologist. And deGrasse Tyson asked Larry King before, because he's dead now. So obviously it's a few years ago. He says, would you want to live forever? And just like that, Larry King says, yes. What about you? Uh, DeGrasse Tyson, very interesting, said no. And I'll tell you why. He said, if you know you're going to live forever, why do you need to get up, at the, get, up a, sure. you know, get out of bed every morning? Yeah. What do you, what's your goal? It, the, the, what makes people great, it's kind of like what you're saying, is knowing that your time on earth is limited. And to seize the day and to seize the moment every single day because you've got this one life to make something happen. And if you know you're going to live forever, Dracula type vibes, what do you, you know, uh, tomorrow you say the number one quality of a CEO is urgency, getting shit done. So we all have this one life. That, that's the number one quality of, leading of a leader, change, of a leading leader. change, of creating change in your company. Okay. But there's other qualities for CEO, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Urgency is very big. But anyway, that was, it. that was his answer. It was that like, you've got this one opportunity and if you think you're going to live forever, like Jeff Bezos is yeah. literally reportedly I, I trying to do. I don't need to have the one life forever, but I would like to keep getting spun back up and having another chance to you get it right. You want to respawn. Let me get another chance to get it right. I'll get it right this time. I'll do it right yeah, this you're time. You're fucking up big time right now. Yeah. So like, well, maybe dude, the next time. Well, let me ask you, man. I mean, <laughs> you, we have three incredibly, uh, you know, highly functioning individuals, right? How do you not lose yourself? Like I talked about how my parents, I feel like they lost themselves in being a parent because they wanted to be the best parents. They wanted to be the best. And I feel like they lost themselves. They lost their relationship. Yeah. They lost who they were. They lost their dreams. When you were chasing, you know, history, you're, that becomes you. That becomes who you are. When you're building a company, you're building a family, you're running seven companies right now. Yeah. How do you not lose who you are? Like, does that, does what I'm saying oh, make sense? I, I don't I know agree. if what I'm saying no, makes no, sense. No, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And on that part, there is a little bit of a confusion today for men and parents. I totally agree. This, 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 like, you know, sometimes, you know, parents say things like, I gave everything for you. I did everything for you. I'm like, I wish you would have done a little bit for yourself. That's right. I, I, like my mother, I wish you would have remarried mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to hear about the fact that That's you didn't right. get remarried for me. I didn't tell you not to get remarried. You chose not to get remarried. And my dad's like, I didn't want to get remarried. I'm like, dude, I, I was okay if you wanted to get remarried. I said, I don't want to get remarried. Right. Totally fine with us. I totally agree with that part as well, that you still have to serve your purpose. A guy asked me a question. He says, you know, my wife wants me to shut down the business. I said, your wife wants you to shut down the business? He says, yes. I said, okay, what do you want to do? He says, I don't know. I love my wife. She says, shut it down because it's too much pressure. And uh, go and get the job and make your $60,000 a year income. I said, I said, what do you want to do? He says, well, this is what I want to do. I'm thinking about making her happy, and I'm going to quit my job. I said, okay, fine. I said, let me have a conversation with both of you together. So we go and we sit down with both of them. I said, so tell me what you want to do with him. I want him to quit his business. Why? It's not working. Really? It's not working? Okay, cool. Is it not working because he's not working or you don't think the business is going to work and you're not patient? No, he's working. He's doing his part, but it's been a year and I don't see it taking off. Okay, fine. Do you think if he eventually does, it could take off? Yeah, probably. But right now, I would much rather have him work a regular job and make 50, 60K a year. I said, let me paint a picture for you. I said, are you okay? Is your dream to be a business owner and do bigger things in your life? Yes. What are they? He talks about it. I want to do this. 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 I want to see this happen to my wife and my kids. Great. Would you like that to happen to him as well and to you as well? I would. Fantastic. Say you go and do what she tells you to do. Fast forward, you're 70 years old, 75 years old. 
and you're sitting there and you were forced to not pursue your dream because of your wife, how do you feel about her right now? Resentment. Yeah, a lot of resentment. I said, I said, what, I said how do you think men act out their resentment? <laughs> how do you Cheating. think men act out their resentment? Cheating. Yeah, Treating I mean, that's like shit. Oh, Happy hour. What else? Yeah. What else? Escaping, going and visiting your family, spending more time with your friends. Do, mm -hmm. all the, do you think a man with resentment is a good father? You think a man with resentment is a good husband? No. You, you see all these old crotchety men, and you wonder why they're yeah. so. They're just. She ruined my <laughs> no, dreams. I, I, but, but you know what? Not, took my life away. Not I'm to not change even joking. A, not to change the topic here, but uh, earlier I got news, okay, from the bodybuilding community. Okay, and we're talking about this a little bit right now, and I want to kind of come to you because, uh, 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 and, you know, Caroline's like, you know, I, I think it's a good idea you come out and come talk to Phil. I was on a Zoom with the board and all this other stuff, so I step out, and Phil and I, we have a conversation together, and a George Peterson, 37 years old, who was competing for, I believe, the 212 uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Olympia Olympia. class. Yeah, uh, today, uh, news comes out, he's supposed to compete this weekend. He's in Orlando, he posted a story just 12 hours ago, and he posted a, a something on Instagram just a day ago that he's eating the meal. In his room, they find him dead. And a lot of different stories came back. And this is from uh, Evolution of Bodybuilding, the story I was reading about that was uh, shared with me. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things that's going on right now. Phil, you're in this world. I'm not right. in this world. If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, that's George uh, Peterson at 37 years old. What just a, happened Just here? a beautiful physique and a really, really good man in my my heart goes out to him. His family, his sister, his mother. It's tough. That like when I found out, you know, I was very upset. Um, I'm still upset. Um, this one hurts pretty hard because, um, you know, when you go on tour together and you, you know you travel the world, you you do the expos, you do all those things, you get to know each other a little bit. You know, different than just uh, hitting each other up on social media. You get to see that that smile. Mm -hmm was real always smiling when he was talking and stuff and i mean this this is i mean look at this physique just incredible it is beautiful and he worked he worked so hard and we don't know the cause of it so okay. I'm, you know i'm not going to speculate i just want to celebrate his life and and as a human being i mean he was just a really good person and you know going into this weekend it's it's you know i'm not going to be attending you know i just i just want everyone that is attending to celebrate George, you know, um, the bodybuilding community is actually really strong, and they they're very resilient when things like this happen. Unfortunately, they do happen, um, and we've had a lot of death within our industry over the past eighteen months. Is it more than usual, Phil? I would say so. You know, there was a couple guys, you know, a couple suicides, you know, and obviously during COVID and stuff like that, you yeah. know, people weren't able to go to the gym, and that was like their, you know, their thing. Escape yep. their escape exactly. Um, what, what bothered me the most and that uh, Gerard was able to, uh, you know, allow me to have some time to chat about it was he was by himself. And that's what I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with because, you know, during the week of the Olympia guys, I mean, we are, uh, you know, very, very lean and, you know, we, we do things, you know, to try to get rid of water and stuff like that. And. You know, we do a lot. You know, we're, we're just exhausted. Guys, we're exhausted. And, and the biggest thing that I always tried to maintain was, uh, you know, a core nucleus of, of uh, friends and uh, people. You know, my trainer, Hani Rambod, is actually, you know, the coach of Hadi Chopin and a few other guys and, that are getting ready for the show. Hani um, was always with me, no matter what. 
He would watch me. He would watch me eat. He watched me pose. He, he just didn't leave my side. Just in case if something went wrong, like in 2009, not just trying to make it about myself, I had food poisoning. He was there. When the EMT showed up, he was there. He didn't leave. So, you know, I know I don't want to call out his trainer or anything like that. I just, to be honest, as a, to be selfish, I want to know what happened. Yeah. You know, I, personally, I just want to know what happened. And I hope that the truth comes out. Is, and, is, is protocol for somebody to always be with the person that's competing? Like, I especially it, at this level, I Mr. Olympia. I think his, in his situation, yeah. what, what people don't recognize, and I didn't preface this, is that You know, George used to compete in Classic, and then he moved up to 212. And, and in 212, uh, just so everybody knows, is 212 is 212 pounds. So he, you know, you're normally starting off, let's just say you start off at 245 pounds, you're dieting down, and, you know, you compete. You know, and this is like a, a heavyweight boxer or boxer, you know, they, they got to weigh in and stuff. UFC yeah, guys, they got to weigh in. Yeah. Uh, what I was told is that, you know, he was, you know, basically he was already at the top of his weight division. And it was already going to be difficult. But, you know, I heard that he was a little bit too big. And when I say too big, like, you know, the guy was he, he maybe could have competed in open, you know, because maybe his body just wanted to be bigger, I guess. You know, and when I say bigger, it's not like a 225, 230. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Well, with, without, maybe, without. maybe he would be, you know, better at that. But he but the fact is, is that when you when you try to suck down just like a, a like in wrestling or something sure. like that in high school, whatever, you know, you're trying to make weight and um It, it, like without heavily speculating, I just feel like, you know, when you're trying to make weight, it, it becomes very difficult. You know, you could be wearing a sauna suit, you could be doing all these other things and you're already exhausted. So, you know, when the news comes out, you know, when the, you know, hopefully we actually get the truth, you know, I, I think it's be, when I say the truth, I, I want to know because it's imperative that we understand as athletes because we are elite, like we're at the top. But I don't know how to address like what happened without knowing what happened. Just out of curiosity, let me speculate. Let me speculate out of curiosity. Is in back in the days, uh, I remember diuretics was a big deal. I remember like one time something happened to Paul Delette. You remember the whole thing when he locked up and they mm -hmm. were talking about mm -hmm. you know all this stuff. And Sean Ray had an incident. We even talked about it on the program. I think where. He won the classic, and then it was given away. I don't know what happened. Something happened with yeah, that one contest. They were checking for diuretic usage, and yeah. I believe that he, um, you know, tested positive. So well, they what is a give, diuretic? You know, basically, it's heart blood heart <laughs> blood pressure meds. You know, it helps you know get rid of water. Essentially, sucks. So, it sucks everything out of your body. So you've already got. You, so you've already got like you know no fat left. You, you hope that you do. And then if you have like a little bit of film of water and stuff, I mean, just to get, you know, everything so dried you're, you're out. So you're drying your body yes. out. And you're, you know, you can, you can, to be quite honest, you can push it. And, um, you know, I mean, look, like this is F1, you know, this isn't, you know, like you guys can understand what I'm saying. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, but was it, was it illegal that became illegal? Was it something that was frowned upon that Mr. Olympia started saying, it's okay if you take it now, like they don't test for no, it anymore? I don't, I don't not, you know, there's random. Okay. You know, there's ran it. it's random. Yeah. Got it. So, you know, he wasn't. And this is not I, to say that he was no, at I'm all. Exactly. But, I, you know, I'm just going to lean on the fact that, you know, he was by himself. And I, and I just wish that he wasn't. And, you know, I can, you know, and I'm not going to point blame at the trainer. I'm just saying, like, I, I just I just know, like, from my experience, I always had someone with me, whether it be my trainer or my girl, you know, someone because. <sighs> I just feel like it's very important to monitor anything like just to, and just to keep your mind, you know, like because when I get ready for the Olympia, I'm so dehydrated for like three days that my mind like I can't I can't process thoughts. Hmm. 
So, so I just I, need someone to kind of like keep my mind off. What of would your message be if you could convey anything to the participants this weekend? To, for especially for I'm going to speak to the two twelve guys. Mm-hmm. You're going to go up there and you're going to give it everything you got, but you're going to remind yourself that George is not there and you're going to pose for him. And in the event that um, you guys can come together and create some type of message mm-hmm. to 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 support one another. Um, you do it. And um, moving forward, we just have to, you know, we're going to always compete at a very high level, but we got to remind ourselves that um, we're not promised anything and um, just celebrate his life because we all got the pictures and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to post. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to say. So you, right. But you guys... all I know is that, like, you know, he's 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 passed on and I'm and I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to his family. You know, he has a ton of friends in our industry he was he was just the nicest guy man i'm sorry man you know but uh who who is who is protecting the athletes there's no teams there's no union there there's no i mean there's five or six different organizations i think back to there's something that happened in the, the last tyson fury deontay wilder fight that hit me so hard to my core he fired his training his training who staff did? Deontay Wilder. Wilder. Because they his his corner stopped the fight. He was cut and Deontay Wilder fired him. Because he was like, You need to let me die in the ring. I never quit. I'm not a quitter. Oh, and his man. corner stopped the fight. And Deontay Wilder seriously said, You gotta let me die in, in I, I go out on my on my shield. And that hit me so hard because I felt the I felt the exact same way. If when I was in the minor leagues, Adam, I shit you not. If you told me, Gerard, here's a pill. And if you take this pill, you're going to the major leagues. But you're gonna die at 40. I would have taken it without even thinking twice. I would have gobbled it before you could have even described any the anything outside of my immediate goal was so abstract no, to anything I wanted. Bro, you're locked in. I would have traded anything. I would have traded the second in. half of yeah. my life to achieve that goal. You're locked in, dude. Who is protecting you guys from yourselves? The, the trainers. They're supposed to. The wives, the girlfriends. Back in 2009, I was getting ready for the Mr. Olympia on that Thursday night. I wasn't feeling right. Next thing you know, I'm puking my brains out. I lost 20 pounds within that time period. EMTs were called at 5.30 in the morning, and um, they did not want me to compete. And I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, was I praying to God saying, like, please let me compete? Absolutely. Because I'm thinking my purpose was, like, these fans have flown so far that I just need to show up. I just want to show up. I just want to do it. I just want to try. I'm not going to win, but I want to try. And I made it, and I had to make a deal with the EMTs and say, like, if I get sick one more time while they're there, I have to quit. And I didn't. But they still stayed for like another hour to check vitals and this and that. Um, you know, I almost feel bad for even, you know, and I'm not comparing myself, but mm-hmm. it's going back to what you're saying. I mean, my mindset was just like, I got to keep going. So it, it is hard. But again, I wasn't by myself when I was sick. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure, if any advice for the yeah. athletes, you got to make does, sure, guys, that you well, that you're not by yourself. Maybe, 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 maybe. Let me ask you a different question. Maybe, uh, uh, is, is how often does the Mr. Olympia brand hold trainers accountable and have conversations with them? What's the relationship between the brand and the trainers if they're that heavily involved in these types of decisions? Good, good question. And in addition to that. What what's the qualifications to be an Olympia trainer? How how do you be, do these guys? Are they Olympia certified? How how do you? I mean, it'd be no different than a boxing trainer. It's the yeah. same thing. So I mean, like, it's the same thing. 
Like but, I'm, talking, but I'm curious, the first one, is there yeah. a relationship between Mr. Olympia and the trainers or no? No. Okay. I mean, it's not like... So I it's mean, independent. I'm, they can do whatever they want to do. Right. Okay. And, and ultimately, I'm just going to call for what it is. I mean, we're grown men, women, whatever that compete. I have to be okay with what I do with my own body as well. But what Gerard was saying earlier, who's protecting the athlete from themselves? And usually it's supposed to be your team. And I have always... <sighs> made sure that I did have my best friend there, my girl there, my trainer there. Some, some, like when I say my best friend, like he would be the one that if something were to happen, he'd, be, he'd look me in the eye and say, I've known you for the longest out of anybody. I think you need to stop. And, I would, and he would be the one that I would listen to. So I think athletes moving forward, you always got to make sure that you have someone that will hit that button for you and you respect it. Um, because you just don't want to push yourself too far in anything. I mean, Pat, you, we, you, you have a best friend that would probably sit you down and be like, hey, man, you know, you're working too much, this and that, you know, or, hey, man, I, I think you need to spend more time with your family or whatever, and you would listen to them. Well, did, well, did I think you? we you, all you have had, those people. You told me you had panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Plenty of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it just... Yeah, this this is a different world yeah. because this is I didn't put stuff, you know, I'm not Yeah. No. it's a very different world in you're this different world. You're different with chemical and you're different I mean, I'm just going to call it for what it is. You're you're definitely dealing with uh, you know, chemical muscle enhancement. You're definitely dealing with certain things. I'm not going to speculate on what he was doing or anything like that. All I know is that my friend died, man. Yeah. He he passed and and you know, um I, I'm I don't I I just need more information. I need more data. Yeah. So you know? listen, I just yeah. wanted, I just, yeah. I thought it was. But I appreciate, you know. You, you for, sharing because yeah. I'm sure the audience is uh, is uh, wondering what your thoughts are. And I saw where you yeah. were at mm -hmm. before. I thought it was appropriate for you to share your thoughts with it. And uh, to the bodybuilding world, man, you know, it's a, uh, it's one of those things that when a guy decides to go compete in that world, it's tough to explain the high, the desire to want to do that. It's not for everybody. People think it's just a regular thing. It's so technical and detailed for what they do. Um, uh, prayers goes out to George and his fa family on what they're going through right now because at the end of the day, I wonder what they're thinking about. They're the ones that are probably going through the toughest pains right now, seeing these stories coming from all over the PBD, place. So, if, if Dylan or Tico wanted to be a bodybuilder, what would you say? Uh, like, at what level? They want to be Mr. Olympia. I would say only do it if you have a chance to win the whole thing, not to just compete. It's, it's what I would say. Yeah. Only do it if you have the chance. So I would have mm -hmm. them go sit with guys like him to say, "You'd be a top ten guy. You ain't gonna be. A, you, you ain't gonna be." So I, I don't think you ought to do it. And then at that point, if you want to do it, you know, for yourself to have fun I with them, maybe do a couple very different competitions. What you just said. Yeah. I don't yeah. see a point to do Mr. Olympia unless if you're gonna win the whole thing. Matter of yeah. fact, I don't even think there's point to a lot of things until you can become very, very uh, good at that world. Uh, everyone's got their own talent. I think there's uh, certain people that, like I lift, at this morning I was at the gym early. I love right now what's going on. You right now training. Are you and I going to go compete senior Mr. Olympia anytime soon? No. I don't know. He may, but <laughs> he was talking about it last time. But, but the extreme nature of it doesn't, doesn't scare you. I, I think one of my kids is going to pursue some kind of extreme oh, yeah. uh, 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 level of competition, whether it's business, Hollywood, scripts, sports. You know, I don't know. And, and there's nothing I can tell him to stop because – you couldn't tell me anything to stop. Nobody can tell me to stop. You can't. You just can't tell somebody like that what they're going to be doing. But I think you what cannot. you said yeah. was really actually what you said is actually what I told myself was like if if I'm going to do this, I better make sure that I'm 
making a living from it and that I can get everything out of it that I want. And if I'm doing the Mr. Olympia, I best damn sure better be able to be highly, I mean, highly competitive. And if I'm not, I got to give myself like three to five years and I got to pick another path. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, you said something that I just got to have that question. Like, to me, you said you would have done whatever drugs or whatever it took. Mm -hmm. And if you were to be dead by the age of 40, so be it. Die on your sword in the ring. For sure. That to me is, is... Look, respect to your opinion. That, to me, is the exact opposite of how I'm living my life. Yeah. I want to live a long time. I want to have kids. I want to have grandkids. I want to see my friends. But that may have been like where you were I, at I, when you I, were I, younger. I can't explain it to you. Right. I, I, I'm I not can't. judging you. I'm just letting you know where I'm at. I, 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 I feel a little one. judgment, though. I feel like you are judging <laughs> me. I, just, I think you see all these athletes. You know the saddest thing? I go to the, the fucking Dolphins game, and you see these guys – and they get paraded out on the field, and they're 75 years old now, and their legacy is that they were the undefeated team on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. 50 years later, they're like, I was on the team. It's like, buddy, do something else with your life at this point. And I'm not saying that none of them aren't. Dude, you want to see one of the saddest like, things the, in the world? Watch, watch the 86 Mets documentary that, that's great. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Cleans. Watch Lenny Dykstra in that, in that doc. Mm-hmm. And, and they ask him, they're like, was it worth it? He goes... I was on the greatest team in the history of sports. What else is ever going to compare to that? Okay. He's talking about it 35 Dude, years later. Adam, the guy what, is Adam. toothless and brainless Adam. at this point, uh, though. But so that's my point, what's, is what's, that you're willing to sacrifice everything for the first 25, 30 years of your life, by, by, by the and way, the rest of your life the is way, so meaningless. By, by the way, the world is ran by those people. That's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you just, mean, ran uh, Let me. Let me do, yeah. look, the, right you ready? now, the world is being what, run by 70 what, and 80-year-olds. What country are you living in right now? It was the United States of America. Okay, the people who founded it, what did they do? They fought for their freedom, of course. Y- you think there were some people in Britain and they're like... Okay, some, no, don't, no. Jo- don't compare Lenny Dykstra to a George Washington oh, or I'll, Gerard no, to no, George wait, Washington. No, no, wait a minute. No, no, no offense. You said dolphins. I'm not talking Gerard. You said yeah. dolphins. Okay, Correct. It's a very I'm big... just saying it's people that give everything... Dude, you know what you just said right there? What did I fr- say? What are you talking about, Adam? Do you like Adam? I think. Let uh, me explain to you. What you, what you so you mean to tell me? So right now, your twenty-two-year-old yeah. son is watching this, mm-hmm. and he's obsessed about being the greatest, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're gonna tell him, dude, relax. If it means, Kick if back. it means, if it means putting some harmful products in, in no, your body drugs, and dying in the, the dolphins, next five the years, the dolphins have nothing yes. to do with that. And say putting stuff I'm in your body. I'm just saying, I'm giving. Using Gerard's words, if yeah. it means ruining your body and literally well, dying. Well, Gerard's a little extreme in the way well, you that's, do. Well, yeah. that's what I was asking. I know, but you said dolphins. That's the technical I'm, part. So if you eliminate dolphins, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm saying, is it wor- I, for me, is, do you want to die by 40 or live a long life? Look, at 30, to me, at 35, well, well, I understand, understand what you're but saying. But you have to at ask 21, yourself. I didn't even understand. Yeah, but you have to okay, ask yourself about that's my impact. point. Yeah. I think the, at I think 35, the thing is impact. would you still have done that? But it's legacy. At 35. Dude, legacy yeah. means so much, okay, man. So legacy. You're See, 35 in a, in now. A, in a weird way, I'll tell you, in a weird way, yeah. I, I, my body would have died, but my legacy would have lived on. I would have been a big leaguer forever. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. all my ho- every doesn't do anything for you. Nothing. I, I, what if you're a big leaguer think, but you were on the bench the entire time? You're in the big leagues, bro. Like I, I, I don't, guys. I don't. I know it's dumb. I, I don't know how to explain it to you. You're so funny. I don't know how to explain. Uh, there's, there's some ask, minor, there's some Adam, minor leaguer Adam. out there listening to this that knows exactly what I'm of, saying. Okay. Of course. I, uh, let me give you a little optics. You said if you were on the bench, at least you would have died on the bench. There's a big day, de- and I, I want you to live to the literally you're, you're 150 I'll be years 100. old. 
he's going to go down as seven-time Mr. That's a legacy. Yep. You, because you made it to the major leagues and you, you, know, you hit 220 for a half life. a season. So that's something that he that's values. Okay, I get it. But if he values that. I get it. That's but what there's he a, values. But, is, but to use Pat's point, if you're going to do this, I want you to be the best of the best of the best, not Whoa. riding the pine. No, man. Like that's is... what he said. If Dylan, if Dylan or Teak are going to do it, he wants him to be the old man, the champion, the hey, old guess. man in the sea. Yeah. You ever read the? You're going to throw some Ernest Hemingway you in ever, my way. Have you yeah. ever read the Go old man? Go ahead, in the Ernest. Sea? What have you ever read it? The old man. Yes, in, the sea? in eighth grade, I had to read it. What? No. The, he was willing to die <laughs> for that fish. He for was a willing fish. to die for a fish for that fish. He yeah, I read Moby Dick too. For that fish. All right. Hey. Let me ask you, know, you a question. Let me step outside with you right now, Gerard. <laughs> hey, you like dive that fish? Boy. You like art, right? You like art, Pat? Right? No, he's the art guy. Okay, so Basquiat. How old, no. how old did he die? Twenty-seven, right? Twenty-seven. Talk about impact. That a heroin mm-hmm. overdose. So obviously he was doing it, like you know, creating these uh, masterpieces, right? Yeah. You know how expensive those pieces are right now. We very very expensive, right, Pat? A boss uh, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me give you. An, let me let me throw something your way. Would you rather? Would you rather be? By the way. Would you rather be? Tupac died by at age twenty five or whatever. Or would you rather? <laughs> is Tupac oh, dead? And yes. I'm not joking about that. Like yes. I, I, I'm not he's saying dead. that he's, he's not dead. like he's like like he's. Kai, in the we've covered one story. Yeah. Tupac. Okay. I'm just gonna put this side. Tupac's gonna live forever. These guys. So podcast after five is different than podcast in the morning. Would you rather in the morning? Would you rather be Tupac or Biggie? They both died, you know, in their twenties. Yeah. Or would you rather be Jay Z, worth a billion? And he's gonna live for till he's a hundred years old. Well, now who would you rather be? You don't have a choice, though. You yes, don't you have do. no. You do not have a choice. I want to be Jay Z. No, what I'm trying to tell you is, <laughs> do you, I love girls. We, girls. We, yeah. So, so, so the the point I'm trying to make to you is, everyone's mm. dreams are different, buddy. I get yeah. it. But if your dreams, so, so if your you, dreams end up dead, you right now, I guarantee you, there's a group of people listening to this that fully subscribe to your way of thinking. Fully. They live. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the it's the abides. safe life. I fully yeah. get it, and I guarantee you there's a group of. By the way, it's like your opinion, man. The, <laughs> But the point is, there's certain people, man, who feel they got a calling on them, who feel like they want to do something bigger, and that life is not necessarily the most exciting life to get to the point of it becoming a reality. That journey can be annoying at times. I I feel you. I get it. But it's also, I'll I'll use this analogy that I use with uh, when I do sauce talks. You got one minute, we're changing the story. Go. Put a timer for this. I see kids in their 20s that are partying like there's no tomorrow in South Beach. They're spending all their money. They're yoloing it up. They're killing it. They're yeah. doing, and I, and I have to remind them, dude. One day you're gonna be thirty. One day you're but, gonna be but, forty, dude. That's don't like spend all your money. Opposite. Don't do all the drugs now. Don't do all the drugs now. Like, do it later. Live, do it. <laughs> spread it out. Save your money. Occasional. All right, next. Have next, some next, moderation. Next. Yeah. Dude, like, I'm done. Doing all the drugs. Yeah, He's spending all the money did now. You guys, Jack, did you guys go to the bar before this with Adam? Like, is, has Adam I had a few drinks today? He's all over the place here. He's all over the place. I don't know what the Shit. hell is going on with I, Adam. I had one goal. Zero value today. Just pure tain. one goal. No. I, I want to live a long life. I want to have kids. I want to be a grandpa. Bro, I want to do that. Let's That's talk about legacy. a serious topic. Playboy sure. releases October <laughs> covering featuring a man. Go ahead. Let Adam. me say Pull that one up, more Kai. time. October's uh, uh, issue of Playbook Playboy is a uh, man 
2012 Digital Cover feature Bretman Rock, a 23-year-old male social media influencer originally from the Philippines. It's Bretman. The company mm-hmm. said on Twitter when they unveiled the October fr- uh, Cover Friday attached to, to the post was a short video of Bretman dressed in a woman's lingerie and heels with a bow tie and bunny ears completing the look. Rock rose to fame as an influencer on YouTube and Vine, later releasing his own line of makeup to go along with the makeup tutorial videos he often posts. Rock's appearance on the Playboy cover will not be the first time he has appeared on a magazine cover, having previously been seen on the cover of Gay Times in 2019. So why Playboy over Playgirl? That's I want to get your yeah, insight. Okay. I Let think you have you. the best insight have for you this. Have you ever seen him do his social media? I've seen him on okay. different videos. He is yes. legit hilarious. So before I get into like why I think this is definitely very wrong and not cool at all, man, uh, he's hilarious. And my ex-girlfriend used to love him and watch uh, his stuff. But this is where Playboy's at now. This is how tarnished their brand is. This is how irrelevant they are that they're looking for something to get them out of the dumpster fire that Playboy is now. They had... I don't know. We've talked about on the podcast what you could buy Playboy brand for and turn it around and turn it into something freaking awesome. But this is where they're going now. They're taking the gay dude, putting him in heels, and throwing him on the cover. Not Playgirl. Playboy. Mm. Hugh would be turning in his grave right now. (laughs) And on someone who has partied in the Playboy mansion a few times, there's a lot uh, better stuff out there to pick from than the Brett man. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. I wonder what the girls think. Seriously, because yeah. it is a competition, right? As a model, yeah, you know, they took his, they took their job. You're supposed to be a feminist supporting women, no, I, empowerment, I mean, just, jobs. But, but you know, it's the first, my first reaction is, why not play girl? Yeah, you know what? You you said that first. Yeah. I I asked the question, but you brought that up yesterday when he said, why not play girl over Playboy? But mm-hmm. then also, yeah. um, is it selling? <laughs> You know, is there numbers that support? You know what I mean? Like, is okay, it a magazine? Would, would we be talking about it? Kai, if it was pull up what I'm just emailing. Would we be talking about it? This Look, is, it worked. True. No, it worked. I, I couldn't care less, man. Is this still sh- more more than anything else? Is this still shocking to us? Um, like, is it? I'm, I'll I'm, be honest. When I saw Miss Mrs. Nevada, I was shocked. I was like, that's that that's. And then I thought, like, wow, you know, that I felt bad for biological women because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it, 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 this is a this is. A, 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 a miracle of surgery. Right. Who's is what, Mrs. Nevada? What was that? Mrs. Nevada is, is a uh, transgender woman now who won Mrs. Nevada. Mm. And, you know, very beautiful and all that. But I mean, like that was shocking in who it was, right? Uh, whereas this this Playboy thing to me is just it's it's a publicity stunt. It's a gimmick. Yeah, that is that's that's yep. It's Mrs. Nevada. So. Yeah, that that to me, like Vegas, baby. Yeah, if if that was on now, if that was on the if if she was on the cover of Playboy, would that even raise an eyebrow? Would we talk about it? You know, like the, mm. I'm I'm. So I, is, that, is it a good thing that I'm so desensitized? But to is this that stuff? where I'm we're like, at? Big soci- nothing burger. But I guess so that's where we're at in society. I mean, we're just like okay, so whatever is just going to be clickbait and. Uh, Something that we can just talk about. It doesn't matter what it is, then, huh? I got stats here. Here's a Playboy magazine. I'm purely looking at business. Demos. This is the Playboy magazine's demographics. If you can flip it so the audience can see, David. So male, 83%. Female, 17.3%. Okay, fine. Age, 18 to 24, a quarter. 25 to 34, another quarter. 35 to 44, 21. 45 to 54, 15.5%. So say 18 to 54 is a majority of their market. 
9.7% above 55, watch Playboy, okay? R- look at Playboy. Household income, 16% make six figures. That's pretty solid, by the way. People with money subscribe to Playboy. Marital status, 40% are ma- married, 45% are single, and you got the rest. Full-time, professional management, students that subscribe to the content. So now, if this is a publicity stunt for, to, for getting people to talk about it, am I going to go buy it? If I'm getting publicity on this, I'm probably not going to buy it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't know if this kind of publicity gets me to buy it. If it's to attract a new audience, okay, cool. Yes, you're doing it if you are trying to attract a new audience. But that new audience isn't as big of an audience no. as people think. It's less than 1% that you're looking at it as an audience. Yeah. So if you, Jerry Springer years ago had, was doing this, Jerry, 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 and one day he says, I'm smarter than this. I know politics. I used to be a mayor of Cincinnati before I cut that check to that lady, but I'm a mayor. I know politics. I should have my own show. And he started talking about serious issues in his morning show. His numbers plummeted. You know what they realized? Who are your viewers? Yeah. Is is mothers and wives that are staying home that just want to be entertained for the time that you got. What are you doing talking about serious issues? That's the last thing they want to hear you talk about. And you lost your audience. So we're going to find out if in the next 6, 12, 18 months, if Playboy files for another bankruptcy again, they totally disrespected their audience. But if this thing takes off, listen, maybe they were targeting an audience that we were not it, paying it attention does re- to. It reeks of desperation. It does reek of desperation, for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. The, I, the, the, this seems like it's a publicity stunt, but nobody, like, by the way, when you were reading the stats, they're just like everyday American. You know, 30-year-old guy makes 60 grand a year. You know, maybe he's married, maybe he's not. Just wants to see a hot chick, see some titties. Yeah. All good. Have a... Have a beer. See some titties. <laughs> All good. Now I got to see this. 7 o'clock Adam is, is by far and away my favorite Adam. This is bullshit. <laughs> Whatever you did, All Adam. Right, let's do one last topic. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Let's do Pandora Papers because we haven't done it yet. Go to page three to do Pandora Papers. This is the last story before we wrap up. I got to head out. Uh, Pandora Papers' biggest ever leak of offshore data exposes financial secrets of rich and powerful. This is a Guardian story. Kai, if you can pull it up as well. Millions of documents reveal... Offshore deals, assets of more than 100 billionaires, 30 world leaders, 300 public officials, branded the Pandora Papers. The cachet included 11.9 million files from companies hired by wealthy clients to create offshore structures and trusts in tax havens such as Panama, Dubai, Monaco, Switzerland, Cayman Islands. The Pandora Papers represent the latest and the largest in terms of data volume in the series of major leaks of financial data that have con- uh, uh, convulsed. The offshore world since 2013, the famous ones on the, uh, that appear in Pandora's papers, Shakira, Ringo Starr, Tony Blair, King Abdullah, second of Jordan, Guillermo Lasso, president of Ecuador, Elton John, Claudio Schiffer, and, uh, uh, Schiffer, and uh, amongst many other names. Who else do you have here? Tony Blair, yeah, we've talked about those guys. Uh, Vladimir Putin's also on there. The papers reveal the extraordinary hidden wealth of Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin's inner circle, his childhood fr- friend, and an alleged former lover, are amongst those revealed to have amassed extraordinary wealth hidden through offshore companies. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. what do you think about this, Gerard? This, uh, this this just goes to show, guys, that there is a completely different world out there. When we talk about the global elites and people are like, oh, it's a conspiracy, you're going crazy again. How many more times do you need to see it? How many times do you need to see the the the, the uh, Panama Papers. How many times do you need to see the Pandora Papers? How many times do you need to have? Who, who, how many more Jeffrey Epstein's do you need to have be paraded in front of you? You know, how many more times do you have to read about the the uh, the Pentagon Papers, guys? 
There is a completely different world out there for the global elites that we know nothing about. That while they're taxing you and taking all of your stuff, all right, and taking your future, and right now they're going to raise the debt limit. Where, okay, what, what, where does that money go? That money goes. How does Trump pull us out of the Paris Accords? How does he pull us out of the WHO? Okay, so our money goes to NATO. American tax dollars goes to NATO, goes to the Paris Accords, the, 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 the climate change this, climate change, oh, climate change this and that. And then it all ends up where? In these offshore accounts with these globalist oligarchs. It's a big club, as the late great George Carlin would say, <laughs> and you ain't in it. And the person here that I feel most disgusted about is Julian Assange. Julian Assange is going to die in a prison. He's going to die in a prison for exposing the truth. Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, is going to die. And they're, they're probably the elites will probably have his name stricken from the records, and there'll be a few crazy QAnon conspiracy theorists on a blockchain 100 years from now talking about there was a guy named Julian Assange who knew that all this stuff was going on, knew that there was sex trafficking going on, knew that there was offshore accounts where people were using diamonds to, to you know sell access, and they were funneling Billions and billions and billions of hardworking everyday people's money into their own freaking pockets while they're dividing us down. <laughs> they, they, uh, you know what? I can go for another hour and a half. Don't, don't get me started on this. Guys, if, if you're not reading this, if you're not paying attention to this, and if you don't see what's actually going on, I, we can't help you anymore. Yeah, but why is this any, any of this new? Like, this has been going on for years. We all saw in the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Swiss bank accounts, Jordan Belfort, mm-hmm. strapping money onto people. You brought up the Panama Papers. Yeah. Wealthy people, shocker alert, don't want to uh, give up all their loot to the it, government. It's, it's not it, the, it is what it is. It's not the money, right? It, it, the money, the money is, is the hypocrisy, where they'll sit there and they'll tell you that you're not paying your fair share. And I need to take another 25% of Mr. Bet David's wealth because I need blah, blah, blah. There's poor kids and, you know, starving in Sarasota. And then the money ends up where? Okay, we we don't have a revenue problem in this country, and they want to do a global tax now, mind you. They're they're they're, they're the global tax is coming, global business tax is coming, global income tax is coming, it's all coming, right? So we we whatever amount of revenue we generate, they don't pay their taxes. It goes to their offshore. They don't play the the rules that they make us play by. They don't play by those rules. So the hypocrisy pisses people off, and I can understand well, that. Because the average person doesn't have fifty million dollars to than that, figure out. The average under- person doesn't have fifty thousand dollars. But you have to understand the access that's being sold. This is this is an access game. This is okay, Tony Blair. Tony Blair, the Prime Minister of of uh, Great Britain, our. Mm-hmm. Biggest ally in the world, the head of NATO, right? The front lines on, on Europe. Now, you make 250,000 pounds a year, buddy. Where did you get $100 million? How? Where'd you get that money, bud? You you make 200 grand. Where'd you get the money? You, 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 you got caught with 50 million. Where, where'd you get that money, buddy? What deals are being made that we don't know? What access is being sold that we don't know? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They want to go after. They want to go after Trump's uh, uh, tax reports. How, how, man, how long do we hear about Trump's tax reports? We, uh, we need Trump's tax returns. We need Trump's tax returns. He's lying about his money. He's actually a decamillionaire. He's not a billionaire. And then these guys have have the balls to have a hundred million dollars stored offshore. Where'd they get the money, dude? Where? How did they acquire this wealth? Well, you're. Oh, I mean, Tony Blair. Good question. But obviously, everyone else on this list, Elton John. Uh, King Vlad- Abdullah, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, exa- we we know where they got the freaking money. <laughs> they got the freaking. But something that you're 
I don't know, I want to say discounting. There is an entire profession in this country called estate planners, trusts and estates, attorneys, tax attorneys. I go to a conference called the Heckerling Estate Planning Conference. Sure. I'll be going in January. There's an entire occupation that the elite mega billionaire multimillionaires hire these tax estate to avoid estate taxes. It's all legal. It's all legal. But where's the revenue coming from? What, what do you mean the revenue? See, I get the, I'm what, saying I, these I get people what you're have, saying. These people have these money and they're, yeah. they're legally avoiding estate taxes. Yeah, but he's saying trust. like where is $250,000 uh, generating I don't know where Tony Blair got his money, but I can assure that we know where Elton John got his money and Tony, okay, King Abdullah got his money. President Ringo of Star, Cyprus. R- yeah, Ringo I mean, Starr got his money. Some of these people actually made sure, this money. They sure. just want to avoid taxes. Which I'm okay with. Taxation's theft, baby. I really don't care. So keep which, your, keep, which one you, is it? You like save that so money? Which, yeah. I say keep that money. So which one is I'm it? I'm more concerned with where they got the money. I'm more concerned with where Political the head of figures. The head of Political states figures. where they got the money. Sure. I agree does, with you does, on that. does this hurt them? Are these guys right now who are on that list sitting there pissed off that these things are public? Do you think they're frustrated about That's it? That's not you a think good look, yeah. I don't okay, think what's the bad look happy. on it? What's the bad look? The fact that they have offshore money? Money offshore? I don't what, what's know if the... this changes anything. Yeah. We know that rich people do stuff to avoid taxes. Okay. You know, how they got the money, good question. But what that's, that's something Pelosi, money? we yeah. saw what happened with Pelosi. That there's two business models. One, go make it yourself. Two, go create the laws to benefit you. I go mean, that's the politician. Make it and take yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's not anything new that's going on. I just wondered, does this... I mean, this keeps happening over and over and over again. People are fascinated with knowing how much money people have. You know, oh, my God, let me see how much money this guy has. Let me see where he has his money at. But do you think these guys were getting these papers hoping other people's names were on there and they were disappointed? Mm. Is it kind of like, oh, I was hoping we should have Trump or we were hoping someone was Oh, okay, let's just put it out there anyways and write it up. Are you oh, saying we The Guardian dis- or whoever found Whoever it. got this. Yeah. Were, they, were some of these guys so excited to have other names on there? Shakira, okay, good for Shakira. You know what this tells me with Shakira? Whoever accountant is and whoever CPAs, she's probably got better ones than J-Lo does. So, you know, who's, who's Shakira's people working for her that's advising on things like this? But, no, I, uh, I think maybe they were looking for other names, too, that was going to be a little bit bigger and it didn't hit. And, quite frankly, those people are disappointed. All the other guys, every few years you're going to find out where the wealth is, especially nowadays. People are getting better at getting this kind of information. This I, is no longer the, as big of a deal. The bigger news was, like you talked about earlier, was Jen Psaki refusing to admit whether Let's read that. Let's, let's wrap that up. Page 8. Psaki won't say whether Hunter Biden has divested from Chinese private equity firm or not. Uh, did I say page 8? Yeah. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Monday refused to say whether President Biden's son Hunter has divested his 10% stake in a Chinese equity from the uh, firm despite the president's pledge to prohibit family members from engaging in international business dealings. Chinese business records reviewed by Fox News indicate Hunter Biden still holds 10% stake in one Chinese private equity firm. This comes after their decade. Then candidate Joe Biden said in October 2019 that his family would not engage in business dealings with other countries overseas. Hunter's previously sat on the Chinese firm's board before announcing in October 2019 that he would be stepping down from mounting scrutiny from his father's presidential bid. I actually want to know how Saki answered this question. Can you pull up exactly what she said in here, if you have it? Uh, I want to know what that exchange sounded like. Was it like blowing you off, or was it actually an answer that's not saying about... uh, Hunter Biden. Let me see how this was. Uh, Can you imagine what China has on Hunter Biden? Can you imagine the blackmail that they have on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden? Like, this dude is like a a lot. He's Fredo. 
right? Like, I mean, he's Fredo Corleone. He's, but isn't that saying the exact same thing that they Pat, that they, the liberals said about Trump and Russia? I would say Bush's daughters would be closer to Hunter Biden, but that's even like that's really disrespecting Got Bush's it. daughters. This is her this, answer. This guy's a he's a he's a massive drug addict. This is her answer. Her answer is: I'd point you to his representative on that. He doesn't work in the administration. And then, uh, again, I convey to you, and then I think I'm going to have to move on, that you should talk to his representatives. Saki said in February that Hunter was in the process of unloading his shares in February. Mm -hmm. He has been working to unwind his investment, but I would certainly point you, uh, uh, he's a private citizen, I would point you to him or his lawyers on the outside on any update. So she said in October and uh, February that this was going to happen. Now she's just avoiding it, saying it's not my job. She's not part of the administration. Right. Go look elsewhere. Well, it, you know, as a voter, do you think that, you know, gets, gets somebody that voted, voted for them to say, yeah, I really don't care. Like, does that change your mind about Biden's vote in 2024? Are you kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this has happened. It's going to change my way of voting. I, I've, I've been pretty clear. I could care less about Hunter Biden. At, at, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that he's not, like, if he was involved in the administration, Alarm bells will be going off, but he's a private citizen. He's a drug addict. I'm sure he's done some shady stuff, but thank God he's not in the room with Biden making any decisions. Well, that's yeah. not that's not true though. Did the Bobulinski stuff back in the back when the election was was rounding into form? Did that bother you at all? That turned out not to be true. That 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 story like was Bobulinski was the guy who came true. on the the news. Well, Tucker and, Carlson turned out it was 100 percent true. It was ver verified by multiple sources. I don't. I literally, does, does nothing for the, me. With the know. emails, the big guy gets 10 percent. With the I Ukraine. do say the Kai does take 10 percent. That's something that he jokes about a lot. <laughs> All right, you know I, what? I just I don't think that the hunt. I think the my Hunter sisters Biden couldn't thing, care less either. Yeah. No matter how many times I tried explaining to them like what a national security yeah. threat this was, what a liability this was to the national security just, of the United States, they they could not a, care less. Advice to the right wing media pushing the Hunter media, Hunter Biden stuff down the throat. People that. They just don't care. Mm -hmm. Like if they, if they just don't. Like you can argue why you should. It's it's almost like I didn't care when Eric. Does it feel Trump like? Said does it feel like about, a low blow? Does it feel like a low blow? How so? Like going after a guy's family, a guy, you know. No, dramatic, I think know, it's fair game. And, but if you're doing that with like, why would you vote for this man, Hunter Biden? Smoke crack. It's like yeah. okay. But it's it's the it's the it does uh, does nothing for it's me. It's the blackmail. But the it's same the thing ability, when the they access. when they would make fun of Eric Trump all the time. I was like, I don't, Baron, I don't, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Like, listen, everyone has family. Bill Clinton's brother was a weirdo. Sure. Obama's brother can like. I tend to Pe agree with you like, there. Like, like, I agree like, with you. Like people are going to have weird people in their uh, family. And I didn't like her. What was the the woman from Alaska? I didn't like her at all. Oh, Sarah God. Palin, yeah, her, daughter, her yeah, daughter. The daughter had a handicapped kid. Yeah, like, come that on, was let's horrible. Leave the family out. But this is different. I, I, if this he, is different specifically because okay. he was illegally selling access. And I'm totally cool with the press finding out what the hell's going on. I'm not saying leave him alone, but unless it's actually something shocking and like reveals something that actually compromises joe biden in fact then all right i don't think most people care does the, does the hunter, hunter biden, biden stuff bother you at all or no <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused right now uh so so this guy is doing business with the number one enemy that doesn't do nothing to you and it's the son of the president yeah i don't know about that bro so so you forget that <laughs> you, a guy is doing business with the number one enemy I'm not so cool if, with the China thing. You, who, what, that should be enough. That's that's okay. that's a that's the issue. So your so, the your father is the president okay. of the United States, 
and your son is doing business with China and I there's will, dealing will, there. Anything with China, I'm not cool with. Yeah. I'll say that. All I'm saying to you yes. is if you're linked Replace they're, they're making him out to be some sort of like global henchman businessman. He's like some crackhead dude but, but that's trying to but make she, money. Listen, I, and I get that me, he can be compromised. Let me let me give but a, it's not like let me give some, a different perspective. Okay. How regulated is the securities industry? Very regulated. Okay, so let's just say I'm doing a business deal and I fu I funnel the money through. Uh, a non-licensed securities person who's really bringing the business in, mm -hmm. and it's wink, wink, don't worry about it, but you're doing business, that's illegal. I see illegal. that all the time. So that's what's yes. going on here, except they dictate, China's dictating a lot of the deals okay. so they can pay this guy so money. So he should be held accountable. Who should be held accountable? If, if he's doing something illegal, then bring some charges against him. But it's linked to Hunter. his father, and his father's your president. Forget, forget about, I'm not even concerned about yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. If, if Hunter Biden is doing something illegal... Bring some charges no, against them. No, no, them. you're not hearing like money doesn't funnel like that. Money's funneling through a guy's here. Hey, I need a favor from this guy. Can you do this? And I give you the money, and you make the phone call, and that guy, you know, there's. So let the, me let me throw something your go way because obviously I know yeah. you you tend to agree with Donald Trump on things. When everything was coming out that uh, Donald Trump Jr. was taking these meetings and made these phone calls, and, it was fake. And Russia. What, and it was, uh, it was fake. It was verified. Russell Brand, a guy on the far left, yeah. who's a, came out and talked about it last I week. I could care less what Russell Brand of has. Of course, because yeah. it doesn't oh, yeah. favor your, your just, argument. What, what was fake exactly? No, he, no, he actually, the whole dossier was uh, funded by I'm not Hillary about Clinton. The dossier. So the what? The, Talk, but there were meetings with Russia when Trump went out there. Like you're saying that what meetings with Russia? You're, you're saying that, but, that but what meetings with Russia? You're like, saying what do you that, mean? that Russia had zero help uh, with. Uh, with anything with oh, oh wait 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 are you saying that Trump had Russia help him on the election I'm not saying that I'm saying but Russia did tamper Dude, those with are the two different things okay. bro no no but no 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 you can't say but something when like that stories were out in the, here's my question no, when stories were out in the news US is involved in all the elections they tamper every okay. country that's powerful tampers and other but there's a difference to say help me out okay versus a person individually independently does Fair. it that's not the well, same my, thing my question yeah. to you is when news was because this is news to me yeah. news yeah. here one day out the other when news was out there about donald trump jr eric trump or divesting of their companies yeah. they're compromised at that point four years ago we were like well you know they should look into it they should oh no no let me tell you what yeah. I, let me tell you what i was thinking about it what my mind went to this if this is true mm -hmm. it's game over for his entire family's legacy if any of that is stuff is true, Trump is using America to make money. Okay. If any of that is true, you're using America to make money. And that's where I'm at. Well, but it what is I'm true. I don't know if it's true. I, what look, look, what listen, I'm saying is bring some charges Do you remember him. the New York Post story that was supposed to be posted that everything was <laughs> shut down and Twitter. then five days later they're like, you can put it up and that one New York Post story that was going viral was blocked all over Twitter? Why? Right before the election. Why? What happened I don't there? Remember that yeah. one. Of course not. Seriously? We talked about it on the podcast. This you know what I like about, about you? Let me tell you what I like about you. You know the movie, uh, you know the movie, what's the goldfish movie? What is that one? The Dory, Dory's the one that's got the memory. <laughs> Finding amnesia. Nemo. Yeah, I mean, dude, one of the best qualities I'm, of shooters is amnesia. You got it. You're gifted. The point is And you got a good memory. I want to know what's on the laptop. Let me just say one thing. You know how many times I wake up and think even think about Hunter Biden, zero. Why not? And most people don't because there's so many other things that's going on in life what? that I got to think about Hunter Biden. Why not? If he's doing some illegal shit, bring some charges against him. Would you have the but same? But you want me to like run down every rabbit hole because you mentioned Hunter Biden's name? It's annoying. Okay. What about the laptop? 
What are your thoughts on Tell that? me what's on the laptop. I don't know about the laptop. Show me something that's on the laptop. What are you doing on the laptop? All I've heard for the last year is Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. What do you What did he do? Well, they, Bring some charges. They, they're trying to they're trying to get the media to cover the laptop. They're trying to get the media to cover these stories so that you can be aware I, of I, it. I hate this. And it's being they're suppressed. They're trying to get the media as if the right doesn't have media. Newsmax isn't out there. One uh, Fox Mises doesn't. We just covered the first story that Fox News gets more viewers than anyone else. Yeah. The media, the media. Fox News is the media. Yeah, and that's exactly right. So it comes so out. So tell on your that. friends at Fox News to start covering the stories. <laughs> then. So two, two point five million people a night know exactly what we're talking about. It's the other three okay. million that are living in an opposite reality that we're trying to convince that these things that are facts are facts. Well, right? so just because to, Hannity says it, it's not a fact. No, I, I, I'm not an I'm not a Hannity guy. Yeah, you are. I'm not a Hannity guy. I'm going to paint you as well. Hey, uh, have you <laughs> ever? Not. Did you ever read uh, Robert Spaulding's book, Stealth War? <laughs> did, you, did you ever read that? Uh, no. There's it's, a few. There's a few parts in there that I think you would be very interested in, and it's pertaining to the relationship that Hunter Biden actually has. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think. FYI, uh, it's not just the left; it's both of them. McConnell's also on the right. McConnell's oh, got yeah. connections to China. Absolutely. So oh, his yeah. wife is Chinese. This is, this is more the establishment. Oh, but, but my point is this: yeah. even when we talked about yeah. what's her name, Elizabeth Wu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that her name? I just make that up. Elizabeth. What's what's McConnell's wife's name? How, even when they've told stories about her. Yeah. It's, it does not nothing for me. And I'm not a McConnell fan, but I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of like, well, yep, McConnell's compromised. There yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but, the but, figurehead of the GOP for the last 30 years cons- compromised. That concerns me. It's, it should concern you. Yeah, that but unless he's, they've proven that he's done something illegal, it's just a story in the news. Did the General Milley yeah. stuff bother you at all or no? Let me Did ask you a question. Me? When's the last time? When's the last time? It's a serious question, though. When's the last time you said, like, remember the scene where. Uh, uh, the day uh, Giuliani took down uh, like 245, you know, mobsters got arrested, or Joe Pistone, and you saw all of them handcuffed walking out. When's the last time you saw that happening to congressmen and senators? Like, oh, when's the last man. time you saw? You know, has that I ever happened? Okay. In my dreams. By the way, has that in ever dreams, happened? In my Do you know why it's never happened? Do you think it's because they've never broken the law? Because they create the Because they create the damn law. Can you imagine that scene? How come that's never happened? But have you seen? Have you seen pastors or priests uh, going through handcuffs and going to jail? Yeah. Have we you should. seen mobsters? Have you seen athletes? Have you seen business people? Have you seen? The only industry that apparently we've never seen that before is politicians. Well, when they, How does that make when, any sense? Some, yeah, so some they're, they're the angels. They're the angels. They're <laughs> the angels at all. is what they not are. Not at all. Yeah. They're, On they're, the left or the right. Of course. But Hunter Biden is not a politician. Not once did we say left or right. This is politician. Who's not a politician? His Hunter father Biden. is. I get it. He funnels deals not. through his son. He's the bag he man. He funnels deals through his son. Sammy the good boy Garano told me he says John's never killed anybody. He likes to say I don't care if John's ever killed anybody. Mm-hmm. He said it's not the person that kills them, it's the person that orders other people to kill them. He says, Sammy says, I've he says he's got four that he took out, or whatever the numbers that he's got out of his 19. He says, the rest I ordered somebody else to do the hit, right? So it's not him doing it. So it's not not necessarily Biden doing the work, but he's got somebody else. Who do you else think that, shadier has done shadier things, more things that are illegal? Trump or Biden? Not even close. You think it's Biden? Do you know why? Tell me why. Because if you do it in business, you eventually get caught and go to jail. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but in politics, you know, did you not hear me three minutes ago? Mm-hmm. In business, you eventually get caught. You can't fight it. 
you eventually get caught in well, business. You you can skirt the laws for sure. Stop. Skirt Stop. the no no skirt, skirt the laws is yeah. fine. I don't disagree with yeah. skirt. You can play in the gray. Yeah. But well, he said that he did. But politicians can play in the black, white, gray, blue, green, purple, whatever the hell they want to do because they create the laws. That's why we need a clean house. Anyone over seventy needs to be out of politics. This isn't about seven. Including it doesn't Biden, take seven years Trump. to learn bad habits. It doesn't take seven years to learn bad habits. Clean house. You just need to go to the right environment. You go to jail. What happens when people go to jail? What do people call jail? Training ground to produce more criminals yeah. and other ways. Okay, you go to politics. You're like, I'm going to be a statesman. I love America. I'm going to do such great things. Oh, God. Hey, do you know if we give you $200,000? Yeah, I'm going to get $200,000 cash. Yeah, of course. Just take, everybody does it. Okay, and then the Johnny Cash movie. Just take it. Everybody does it. You know, walk the line. Yeah, that's the training ground for producing people that know how to abuse their have you, power. Have you ever interviewed a lobbyist? Have you ever had like somebody who was an actual lobbyist? I have lobbyist? a very close friend of mine that's a, I can't say his name, that's a very powerful lobbyist for a long time that he left the business and he's he tells me stuff I, I will never reveal, he tells me stuff and he says pat as dirty as you think as it is mm-hmm. he says it's a million times dirtier million times. he says you don't even know how dirty it is and how to negotiate with each other he says you don't even know how they negotiate with us like what things we get you don't even know if the lobbyists left the game and they could not exist, it'd be a very different world today. The people that would win office would be very different people if, if you didn't have lobbyists and if you couldn't take campaign money. There's a lot of different things you can change. It's a, it's a we, dirty we ha- world. We have to explain one day what the actual way our government works now with lobbyists. And if anybody out there wants to know like what a lobbyist is, and it really in, to explain kind of my time in government, watch Thank You for Smoking. I'll give a plug for Phenomenal a movie Phenomenal movie. Watch Thank You for Smoking. Phenomenal movie. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's amazing how accurate that was. Really? Yeah, and they, they hang out in the state house. I can only imagine oh. what it's like uh, you know, at a federal level. But they hang out in the state house. From the chamber to your office is fair game. So these guys, you try to run from the chamber. So, you know, the, the session will break, and all the elected officials, they'll leave the chamber. And then the lobbyists, like cockroaches, they, they swarm, and they try to get their mark before they get to their office. So that, that walk down the hall is, like, insane, and that's where all the actual and it's all legal. It's all legal. All right, having said that, it's 737. Sounds Kai. like we should get cameras and, like, microphones in those halls. Yeah, right? Just... If or, it's fair game, it's if, fair if game. If you've been a lobbyist, sit down with Pat on a PBD interview, like we just did, like like you just did with the guy from Facebook. We need to get like like an insider series going here. We get another By the way, moderator. What feedback have you been getting from that Facebook feedback. interview, dude? People are messaging me, texting me, telling me stuff that that a heart. Many people said they couldn't finish the entire interview. Yeah, it's the most common comment I'm getting. I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was that disturbing. I don't want What's that visual. What's his name again? Sean Sean Spiegel. Okay, go watch that interview, y'all. Sean Spiegel. Anyways, we're not here this week, obviously. That's why we did it today. Uh, Next Tuesday, are we back next Tuesday, Caroline, or no? Are we Tuesday and Thursday next week, both days? Both days next week, yep. even though it's the birthday weekend. Next week's not not, not the uh, next week. Okay, all right, sounds good. So we'll do it again next Tuesday, same time. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. If you're going to the Mistral Olympia this Saturday, Phil may be doing a live podcast on Valuetainment to hear his feedback of the Mistral Olympia. I'm sure you're going to want to tune in if you're in that world. Take care. Bye bye.